Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare... Uh, I almost said the other show. <laughs> the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. And he is live from Indian Trail, North Carolina, on the black stage. I'm here at the Drew Estate Cigar Studios here in Boston, Mass. And, um, Coop, this is a uh, a very cool show. It's a very special show. Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. (laughs) I got a special. I even brought a special cigar tonight. Yep. Good, 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 good. I I have two. uh, I got two. I get two very special cigars from perhaps my two um, favorite manufacturers, probably. Two manufacturers that, on a personal note, as much as trying to be unbiased as media, but I also have a, I have a non-media side to my cigar smoking, and I have there's 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 a few manufacturers who I'm close with, who have you know have great relationships with, and people who I care about and consider family, and there's there's two manufacturers that really stand above the rest, and I have a cigar from each of those manufacturers here tonight, um, that will represent uh, my celebration. Of uh, my daughter being born, and here we are. Spare notes. Absolutely, very good. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And by the way, it's okay that you have your favorite brands. You know, Tony Romo can root for teams like on on the NFL broadcast, and that's okay, right? So, I'm, you know, I'm the first person to get on fanboy stuff. Don't get me wrong, but you know, in the end, everyone is gonna have a, a personal opinion. And Tony Romo does it every week, rooting for the Cowboys. So. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, um, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes you you just have to, you know, and uh, yeah, if, if just I've that's okay. I mean, it's like I said, I'm, you know, I'm the first one to get on a fanboy. Believe me, but this is not a fanboy. If you have if you have a preference and over the years <laughs> built a relationship, there's no wrong with that. Uh, I had to grab some. I had to grab some extremely, yeah. extremely special stuff too. Um, and both of these manufacturers can swing that. So. I uh, I went into the into the the special stash and I, I I tried to find something really special and meaningful, and um, and uh, I I have that here. So with me tonight I have La Flor Dominicana Andalusian Bull, and the Fuente Fuente Opus X 20th Anniversary God's Whisper, and those are the two oh, cigars that, I'm gonna have with me tonight. I I almost went with the 20th, but I smoked today. That one I don't like to have. I like to have that one on clean palate. But I went with my other favorite Opus X. The uh, this is the Opus X Oro oh, Oscuro in the Chateau de Fuente. Yeah, this is the Chateau de Fuente size. Great size, uh, great this blend. Is, this is one of my favorites. Um, and I was gifted these actually from Carlito. Uh, like I got a box in the mail for my birthday. Actually, <laughs> so these are very. Sp- <laughs> I don't know. You just like I I remember, and it, that was when he signed the box and everything for me. And it was. Really oh, I remember nice. that. I yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you remember that, that whole thing that happened with the box. Yeah, I guess they had a problem with the signature. Um, but, yeah, so this is – and from that box, this is a – you know, this is one of my favorite uh, derivations of the Opus X. So the 20th and the Oroscore, you, you, you just – there's – I don't think I really had an Opus X I don't like. So, I mean, I really could go – most of them, uh, they're out of the market, you know. So I did have any Angel shares. I was really – Angel Share is a nice one, obviously. I don't have any more. I got to get more orders. I'm out. Mm. I'm out. Jose, uh, Jose, send me some. Jose. 
<laughs> Jose, send me some. You know, I'm holding on to, I'm holding on to a cigar for Jose, right? It was funny. Yeah. There's no angel share, man. But I was like, hmm, let me, if he has a couple of angels, yes, now, like, I'll get him and replace him, right? But, uh, no, no, there's no. Well, there, you no. know, Coop, those are very special cigars. I mean, yeah, I, oh, I God, just don't have Pete those Johnson around. When Pete Johnson did the Jose imitation the other night on your show. Dude. I was like, was that oh, money? Shit. Was that money? That was money he in the bank. He had him nailed down. <laughs> <laughs> that was just—I wasn't ready for that. I was like, I like choked. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see Matt's interview with uh, with Jose, which uh, and uh, that was followed by Pete and Abe, uh, Pete goes, goes into a Jose Blanco voice, which is just epic. Mm. I've never seen him do anything like that before. Which, by the way. I just want to address this on a serious note real quick. I appreciate Jose. Um, he did have to leave early on this week's show um, because uh, Jasper was sick and needed medical attention. Jasper yep. is okay. Jasper's going to yep. be fine. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't nobody worry. I have spoken to Jose. Yep. Jasper's going to be just I okay. Um, for those who were wondering, because people have asked, yeah. Jasper is just fine. Yeah. Um, and yep, thank I you. Too. I spoke to him as well. Yep. And 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 thank you to Pete and Abe for coming on as quickly as they did and giving me the time that they did. I really appreciated that. That was absolutely absolutely. But yeah, other than that, it was a great show. Um, Jose I, was thrilled. I mean, he was having a ball. I mean, he obviously he had to put his priorities were in the right order. But he was very right. happy with that show. Uh, cause I did speak to him. I, I called him to see if everything was okay. I'd watched it on delay, and I'm like. Holy cows. So, uh, yeah, so I called them, and they were already back. Everything's fine with Jasper, so it's all good news. Uh, it was more, in fact, precautionary. Get him some medical attention just in case, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 he, and he will be okay. But yep. after that, Pete had a little bit of fun at Jose's expense, but that was okay. Um, that, was, that was a good time. <laughs> Jay Davis, I'm surprised. I had figured you for an LFD cigar and a Room 101 cigar. Listen, I love Matt to death, but um, I picked what I picked for for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And I want to keep most of those to myself. So. Uh, it's yeah, you know. Me. But I do have an LFD with me, so I don't know what I'm talking about because there is an LFD here. There's an LFD and a Fuente. I have I have both of them here. So. Yeah, I have the uh, the rare wedding cigars. That I have had made for my daughter, and I have like a few of them left. And I'm holding them back for a grandchild. Um, oh, nice. I have, like, I, I have like three left, right? I had two. I found the third one, and my my son-in-law has got a few of those as well. And uh, I had those from Phil Zengi made, uh, and it has a picture of my daughter and son-in-law on the band. It really is the Debonair Maduro Toro. It's it's really the same blend, but uh, what happened is, um, it was too strong for her to guess that cigar. Mm-hmm. It was a good cigar, but I, I said, I can't give this out to them. It's too strong. What am I thinking? So I gave it to friends and family at the time of the wedding because um, it just made more, you know, people could go to a wedding. It was a way, way to share it with them. And then it, it kind of built a little bit of a cult following for a while. People were asking me how to guess. It's the Debonair Maduro. I said, nothing different about this, right? Um so that that kind of all worked itself out, um, and then I brought an assortment of cigars like Romeo and Julietas to the wedding people, and I gave the the bridal party. I gave them David of Nicaragua, to, you know those soft those the box packs you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the four pack. I gave each of them those, and they they those the groomsmen were like <laughs> like blown away how good a cigar I was giving them. So, um, yeah, I have um I have some cigars being put together for this occasion, and I, I imagine you did. Yep. And I told the person who is in. I said I want to do something on the milder side with this kind of tobacco and this kind of tobacco um, because I I like it. I think it's flavorful, and I like mild stuff too. But also, yep. you know, if I if I end up giving these to some people who don't regularly smoke, I don't want to give them, you know, yeah, no, dark Maduros that, yeah. with Olijero. You know, I'm absolutely like, the right <laughs> call. Absol- absolutely the right call. To, like I said, I learned the hard way. You can't make a cigar that you like. You have to make a cigar that like people are gonna like. In this case, right? Right. Um, but but it, it did serve a purpose for me having that stronger cigar because I was able to give it to people who were. Who were cigar smokers, um, which you know it worked. Well, my friends, because when my daughter got married, we let them control. Like we did let them control their own guest list. Like I wrote the check, right? But I said this is not about me inviting my friends. This is you invite who you want. Um, there was a couple of our friends that that they invited, but you know it was very select. So most of my friends didn't get to go to the wedding. Uh, and it was already so that was kind of a way I could share with them on that. So. But I would have went mild if I have to do, if I have to ever do this again. It's gonna be milder. It's gonna be a much milder blend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you 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 said it. I mean, you got to think about other people, and um, you know, those cigars are are gonna be probably shared with some people too. So. Um, yeah. And you know, it's not just gonna be cigar people. I know who could smoke whatever I give them. I mean, there's gonna be some people who don't normally smoke. Who are like, oh, you know, like I want one of those, and it's like, yeah, here you go. And they, I can give it to them, and they don't. I don't have to worry about it. like, ah, oh, shit, this is too much. They can enjoy it and be done with it, and you know, whatever it is they want to do. But, um, which I still don't have yet. But that's okay. They should be should be coming in soon. Um, and yeah, that I mean, there's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty of time to do that. Yeah. Um. She's not so, going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. But uh, no, you know, they'll, they'll uh, you know, that's. I wasn't into the, like when my kids were born. I wasn't into the premium cigars piece at all. So uh, you know, it was just it was a wedding. I really went to it with the wedding piece for the first time. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just uh, just checking one thing here. The. Uh, my phone's being really weird today. Oh, there it goes. Okay, sorry. And I have to turn off my sound. Because I just realized my sound was, like, low enough that it wasn't blasting. But, like, just enough right. I'm like, oh, shit. This is still playing. Um, sorry. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, no. And, and it's true. You know, I, I've, I've, I've had the honor of receiving special occasion cigars that people have made. You know, private, private band stuff or... You know, uh, stuff that's been for people's weddings or anniversaries or birthdays or a lot of different stuff that I've acquired. And most of the time, you know, it's Habano, Connecticut Shade, you know, no Maduros, you know, you know, no Corojos or, you know, I, I don't know, just nothing, nothing extravagant. It's usually common stuff, mild, mild, medium, you know, medium at best, um, you know, smoke them. They're good, flavorful, but not, you know, not super strong. And I think that's the way it should be. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, because it's going to be given out to to be. And it's the thing too. When people ask me, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm going to a wedding. I need to bring cigars. You know, what what should I grab? I always recommend, like, look, 
the best thing you can do for like a wedding or like a big party when you're gonna there's a majority of the people who are gonna like take a cigar from you are gonna be people who don't really smoke. So you gotta be prepared for that. And you also don't wanna break the bank either. So I often tell people like, look there's a lot of them out there. I mean, like United, like the the you like the actual United cigars in the twenty count box, that's a great deal. Um, you know, you know what though, Matt? This is gonna be an unpopular thing. I'm gonna say. No, go ahead. You gotta, you gotta go with a cigar. Look, the wedding cigar was something special because it was customized. But if you're not gonna go with that, you do have to go with something. I think that people are familiar with the brand, even if they don't smoke. So you know, like I went with Romeo Julieta because everyone knows that's a cigar brand. Right? I was gonna say that too. I was gonna say that too. Like you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like in terms of it, like something that's you know, Romeos are good. For your even guess, per, for, even, for your even, guess, yeah. Even Perdomos, like a box of Perdomo champagne. No, absolutely. I mean, but, yeah, that's a great about box the for a wedding. That's like very celebratory. It's yeah. Got the Connecticut Shade wrapper yeah. on there. It's got a yeah. little bit of a, a little bit more flavor for a Connecticut Shade, yeah. which is nice, but it's it's not gonna kill you. Great price, celebratory. Um, Romeo and Julieta, everybody knows that name. Yep, that's another good one. Um, you know, I always blank when I'm like thinking about specific yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean stuff that's not super expensive, but you know is good quality. It's very consistent. Everybody knows the name. Um, shit like that. I mean, it, it, it it's you, you yeah. can't go wrong yeah. with it. You can't go wrong, and what happens is people think it's something special. Like, I think it's okay if you want to go uber boutique if it's like you're giving it out to your geek friends and stuff like that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying for the general guests, you want them to have a cigar, and you want them to feel like they had something of really, like, wow, I had a Monte Cristo or a Romeo Julieta or a Davidoff. Um, that was really a cool experience, like... You know, if they go, you know, and then they could tell people about it as opposed to, uh, you know, I smoked, uh, I smoked uh, brand uh, XYZ, you know, which no one heard of. So nothing against those cigars, but but if you want people to smoke the XYZ brands, I think you got to got to gateway them in is what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is this? Sorry. My phone is just going off today and oh i imagine it, it it is yeah it's just it's insane man <laughs> it's insane uh i don't even remember what we're gonna talk about tonight oh no i do i there was a couple of things we we're gonna talk about but um i'm just enjoying the you moment. had a big you had a big news story that you were teasing and i i think i let you tease it for a reason i think i gave you a get out of jail free card with that one but i think we know what it is well yeah it's it's this i just you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. So uh, I gave you a jail, get out of jail free card. I didn't give you shit on it. He's like, I got a big surprise. Like, <laughs> well, I was thinking about waiting and then, like, telling people, like, here. But then I was just like, no, I want to, like, do it no. now because. Nah, you got to get people asking you about it. You did the right thing, Matt. Because then my phone would will be lighting up even worse on the show. And then I had some other ideas for stuff I wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, but I want to, like, do that now. And I don't want to wait. So. Uh, like today, I, I I put out a I put out a story, but I wrote it like a press release. <laughs> about, did you see that? If you go to the yeah. website, it was cute. It was cute. Yeah. If you go to smokeandtobacco.com, you could see it. I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I, I gotta I gotta do this, and I like wrote it. You know, <laughs> place of conception, <laughs> Santiago. <laughs> that's one, day, one, day, one day, baby. One day, 
Blunt Day, baby. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, Carlito called me, uh, texted me, and, um, you know, he sent me this long thing, whatever. And then he texted me like 15 minutes later. He's like, hey. He's like, I was just doing the math. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, oh, my God. He's like, that's a Dominican baby. I know where that baby was being. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I respond like, yeah, this was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I mean it was. That's it was, why, and that was part of actually why I picked the Fuente tonight too. Just so you know, uh, me too. That I was did, part I of it. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when we were down at the factory, that's Car- Carlito making making lives happy and making more lives, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always talking about the power of love. The power of love. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that <laughs> I remember you. I remember you told me. You told me in like December. I'm like, Are you sure, man? Like, yeah, that's pretty close to know if something like that happened. I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, no, yeah, because you're one of the first people that we told. I know. I was like, uh, and then I actually I remember you guys going to wait, right? But I actually think you made the right call telling people early because Nicole had to be away from the show. Well, yeah, and I think it would have been, been too many questions you would have got. So I think you guys made a good call. T- making it when you did uh just so people knew why she was out of the well she was a little busy you know she was gonna be a little busy so <laughs> and uh yeah but uh she's gonna make a great mother you're gonna make a great father I and mean, a beautiful family uh so congratulations to both of you guys yeah thank you coop i really appreciate that yeah i know it's, yep, yep. it's uh yeah it's crazy because you know you spend the whole pregnancy just being like oh you know it's coming but like not really a lot of changes i mean she changes but there's not much i can really do I mean, you know, help her out, but you know, then all of a sudden it's just like boom, and it changes. Like, oh, now here it is. Now it's time. But yeah. Here, here, here's what's gonna happen, and Carney could probably tell you this. Oh, Carney first year told me be, so much. The first, the, the first year you're gonna be like, we got this. This ain't hard. Our lives are gonna be exactly how it is, right? Maybe it's except you're a sweet piece, right? The second year is when I'm telling you, everything changes for you in that second year because they're mobile and they're talking. Oh. And then it's a completely different. It's a completely different thing you're dealing with that second. Trust me, I, I, we, we we were in that boat, my wife and I, when we had our daughter. <laughs> yeah, correct. And then I went to it, and then I went to it with several, three others after that. I'm telling you, the second year is the tough one. Well, I was face I was FaceTiming with Carney in the hospital, and I was holding her, and then he was like, "Bro, I'm not talking shit, but like, I'm just gonna give you some advice. That swaddle job needs work. You gotta get the swaddle down." <laughs> He's like, "I'm just gonna tell you right now, you gotta get that down." <laughs> I never, I never got it down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a little tricky. <laughs> we got the sleep sack, which it's kind of like the cheat method, because you so put them in there, and then you just fold and fold, and then it velcros, and then it's All done. Right. So. so they used to have these sack bags that they did, right? And they got they stopped them, I think, for various reasons. So you do you put them in there, and you you put like a like a tote bag almost, like, and it would like kind of it would kind of it would like create an instant blanket. But I think there was a safety issue, and they stopped doing those. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't even know about those. Yeah. Well, I think because by the time one of my sons came along, they were gone. And uh, I think okay. I remember we heard it was a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um. Yeah, we 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 had the regular, you know, blanket rags from the hospital at first, but right. as, soon as, as soon as we got home, I'm like, I'm like this is tough. I'm like, she she like, she wants to like bring her arms up. Like no matter how like tight I swaddle her, she just come like her, the arms come out, and I'm like, all right, 
So I just have to accept that. And then Nicole's like, well, I have some of those other things. So, like, we put her in that thing, and she just, like, slides in. And then it's just, like, and then it clicks. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. But problem is we only have, like, four of them. So I'm like, you better order, like, yeah. 20 of those because we're going to need them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, no, other than that, it's been good. And I got the diaper down. Everyone, you know, a lot, there's a lot of people. A lot of people talking that shit. Diaper's we use cloth diapers, by the way. It's easy, too. They were never hard. A lot of people were talking well, shit. Like, oh, I don't know. I, listen, I already got it down. Day one, tch, I've changed like half of them so far. I got it down. Yeah, it's easy. It's a, it's, a, it's a overrated. Right. Right. Cloth is actually very... Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I um I just saw Dave Garofalo commented saying, best review ever, congratulations, and God bless. Um, Which I, I think is beautiful. You know, not to switch it, but, you know, when I saw Dave, it was a year ago, I was up by you guys, and I was in Dave's office. Yeah, yeah. And I and I had a conversation with Dave. Remember, he interviewed his mother on the show. Like he had an interview with his mother. Yeah. And I, I told him. I said I regretted not doing the interview with my father. I said it's because he would have been the best interview ever. Is what I just said. He would have did it, and I never did it. So I told him. I said, anyone gives you crap, I said I got your back on this one. So at the same point with this, let's kind of turn it to a happier thing. I think you know this is a happy thing, and that's part of what you guys do. You guys. A lot of people in the community um, grew up with you guys. Like, they saw you guys getting meat. <laughs> they, they saw you guys get engaged in Vegas. You got married in Vegas. And then a baby was on the way. You know, so I think a lot of people feel like they're along for this journey with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think you'll, you won't regret that you did that. When, when you go 20, 30 years down the road, you're not going to have any regrets about that. So I, I think it's a good thing. One of the things that I said... And a couple people were like, yeah, but, like, you know, she might not be into cigars. Or like, she's not going to, like, you know. And I'm like. That's not, yeah. I go, yeah, that's, that's not yeah. the point. I'm like, I, it's it, my whole life, like, not my, well, not, hold on. I shouldn't say my whole life. But a significant part of my life, almost my entire relationship with Nicole has been somewhat documented. That's what I'm saying. It's and recorded. It is, and then, you know, everything ever since, and then even, like, her coming into the world has been, like, documented and, and stuff. And, like, someday, you know, she'll get to look back and, like, watch or listen to those episodes. And, like, you know, she'll see that article on the website someday. Well, and, yeah. You know, um, I think that's cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Okay. You know, people, I don't know if necessarily I would have did it because it's not my thing, right? But then again, I didn't have a, a documented journey like you guys had, right? So I, I tended to be more private with my with my life, right? It's just, just kind of how the nature of me. But I think at the same time, you guys were very – you guys have been very open with your with your audience. And, and I feel like they feel like they're in your home a lot of times. Hmm. So I think it's good that you've had these steps along the way. And this is a great way to share it with your audience. I um, because I think people do like this, invite you into the home thing. And and you guys, like I said, you've invited everyone into their home, going back to 2000 when smoking tobacco started. So um, don't like I said, you would have regretted maybe if you didn't do it, is what I'm saying. Like guess what? You can always pull some of the stuff down if you want someday, right? But guess what? At least you have it out there, right? Um, and it's part of it's documented, and 
if you don't document it, then you miss the opportunity. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, going into it, I'm like, I was, I was already thinking. I was like, oh, there's gonna be like ten people who're gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe like he did that. That's so like, and it's like it's your call. Guess what? That's your call to do it. It's not anyone's to judge on that. Yeah, and I'm it's like, but you know what? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna do it anyway because yeah. you know what? Like, it's not even about that. Like, it's 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 just something fun for me to do and something for her to see later and. Like yeah. hopefully she gets a kick out of it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like she's it. probably in twenty years gonna be oh jeez, right? Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's like I said, it's a part of your life that, you know, I know I know people who have followed you, and there's a lot of people are asking me. Paul was asking me like from KMA like in Tuesday, the baby come yet? I said they're not. I know the baby's not here yet. Matt's doing a show tomorrow night with Jose. So. Oh yeah. Um. So I know people, you know, and and obviously. I didn't tell anyone until you were ready to tell someone because you know that's your that's your job to make the announcement. So and you guys did so. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, it, and it was you know I, I I told the the certain few people first, and then you know we we kind of said something later, but um, yeah, no, I mean it's just it's exciting, you know. She uh, <clears throat> the other thing too is like she's she also has um, there's a lot of kids around her age already. That you know, hopefully she gets to be friends with over the years. That Capolini just had a baby. Yeah, there's, a, there's an arranged marriage. Are you going with the Capolini family? I heard. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny because yeah. I said I told Capolini, who's like, "Oh my god," he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, like, there we get go. married." This and I'm what, like, "Oh shit!" Oh, I went to I went to this with my daughter. Yeah, you start find, you start arranging the marriage now. Oh. And then you know, and then Autumn's too. So, you know, me and Carney have joked about, like, oh, like, they're going to be best friends. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, so there's there's, a, there's already kind of a lot in place, you know, for her, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, maybe my grandkid will be friends with her, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, Anastasia could be an uh, an older sister to, to my grandkid. So That's like, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a grandkid coming yet. I mean, I, I pray someday I do, but that time will come when it's ready to come, yeah. The day you become a grandfather, Coop. It will not. Let me. I'm gonna. I'll tell you something though. It will be announced, but I'm not gonna tell anyone until a baby comes. That's how I am. Yeah. I'm very private on stuff like. Yeah. Because unless my daughter puts it out there, I'm not gonna put it out there for her. You know. Uh, if my daughter's very public about it, then I'll probably be more public about. It. But if she, I know my daughter. She's pretty private. So. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, and there's still a lot of things that I, you know, as you know, and it's funny, you know, you, you talk about, you know, um, how open we are with a lot of things but there's still a lot of things i i keep close to the vest because it's sure be. no it, yeah i mean um, i get it I, yeah. so i get it too you know i i totally get it um yeah. it's you know you gotta have you gotta have some some part of your life yep. that's just for you yep and yeah i think that's important but you got yeah but it's you know and it, i'm telling you it's gonna go fast um and then one day you're gonna be walking her down an aisle so mm. um and uh yeah and you know that's gonna happen so uh I know, I know. Yep. So uh, you know, and uh, it's a beautiful thing when that happens, you know. And I, I uh, we gained a a wonderful son-in-law uh, who I would just consider one of my own. Uh, and I'm really tough, you know, in terms of letting people into the family. <laughs> I was like, you know, a little closed, but you know, you had kind you kind of have to prove yourself a little. I want to make sure you have stability. But uh, this guy's proved himself. Uh, he's been great. Uh, proud to have him as a son-in-law. Are you like De Niro and meet the parents with the circle of trust? <laughs> so, so what I did, yeah, but here's what I did to this guy. Oh, boy. So, you give him the lie detector so, test? <laughs> no, no, no. So, he, 
he shows up with a box of angel shares, right? Ooh. But he, I knew, I, Alex, my son-in-law, right, when he asked for my permission. So oh, I remember this. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the perfect time I'll tell the story again. Um, so I knew what was happening, right? Like I, he says, I have to talk to you tomorrow. Um, it was This was Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay. He goes, you're going to be up, I'm gonna come out from South Carolina. I said, tell me now. He goes, no, I'm going to tell you tomorrow because uh, he hadn't asked my daughter yet. So he comes up, and I said, all right, so the studio here? I said, there's an old trick we have in sales that we used to do is when we had people, like, demoing their sales presentations, we turn up the heat to make them sweat right, and make it more difficult. So I said, hey, man, we got to do this in my office here. So uh, have a seat, right? And I put him in the seat. I said, wait here about, like, 10 minutes. I need to do something, right? So I wanted to get nice and hot, right? (laughs) So um, and then uh, he gives me the box of open sex. I'm like, I felt bad. And uh, he asked for permission. And, of course, I said yes. So So you you tried to be a dick. And he came out like, oh, I was, you know, really thoughtful. And I got you something really special. Then you're like, ah, fuck. I sweated this kid out. Yeah. uh, (laughs) He... He 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 did, and then um, for um, my um, when they got married, um, he presented me with a gift, and mm. it was very special. He gave me uh, it was already out for a couple years. This cigar, uh, the my father fifth anniversary cigar. Ooh, yeah. So um, and that was very you know because of the idea of my father and everything. You know, I thought that was really uh. Nice of him. He did not have to do that. Um, uh, but it was, yeah, that was very special. Which, speaking of, um, on somewhat related note, my father' twentieth anniversary is just shipped. I just put my order in today with Blue Smoke. Well, yesterday with Blue Smoke, just so you know. Oh, um, Jay, you're watching. You know what to do. Um, I didn't. Know, I didn't know he. Yeah, you know, like Jay, Jay's always in slow mode. You don't have to worry about. It. Yeah, so I got my. I got my order with Jay. Yeah, I did get my order with Jay because. Uh, let me tell you, and I had Patrick agreed on the show Thursday night. Oh, I still haven't and, watched it yet. Yeah. By the way, I'm really proud of that interview for a lot of reasons, but that was a great interview. And uh, when I asked him about the booth of the show, my father, they were the booth of the show. I mean, they, they. They don't do a good job at like they didn't like, he, like they didn't put on a Fuente Padron presentation like but they could have you know with that with that La Union release with, with Tatawai they could have done that they chose not to do it and I respect them for it but their booth just was they were the booth of the show this year there was no question about it I mean you want to say United and and selected they're great they had the same booth but, but definitely this year what, what my father brought they took it to another level this year and you know honestly I think that La Union is a release that I don't hear a lot of people talking about, but everyone should be talking about that. Because uh, I know there's going to be a few people who go like, oh, but they're doing like Fuente Padron. Fuente Padron is Fuente Padron. Doesn't they come out before Fuente Padron, which is next year? <laughs> probably. But yeah. the thing about it, though, is it's also special. Because I don't, I don't think people, I don't think people know. Like, all right, let me, let me pause for a second. So, as most people know, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, but over the last week, you've probably heard a lot about the Tatuaje NFT, and, you know, we've been covering it, and um, which is great. We'll cover that. But Matt's been, do- Matt's been doing blow by blow, by the way. He's been really covering it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I stay committed. Yep, yep, so. um, 
But I've had a lot of people like asking questions about this. Um, and there's a lot of people ask about like Tatuaje and P and, you know, uh, about the factory and stuff like that. And my father and I don't think many people know the personal connection that Pete has with the Garcias, which for those who don't know, and I'll tell you, uh, Pete is is married to Don Pepin Garcia's daughter, Yanni, Yanni Garcia. That's Pete's wife. And they did that. They got married very quietly. People don't remember that. They They, did. That's right. Low key. They kept it. And, that's you know, right. I think That's people right. they were together for a while, but they were very low key about it. And I think so, everyone, what was great is everyone respected those bounds too. Oh, a hundred percent. And so, yeah, Don Pepin Garcia is Pete's father-in-law, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. So, this project is not just like oh, like you know, the factory. No, like this is, this is literally like a like an in-house family project in a sense. Really, yeah. I mean, this is this is like I don't think people understand that. Like in the La Union. Is an amazing um, release that I mean we haven't had the cigars yet, but it's four different cigars, right, Coop? It's it's four. There's two there's two different boxes that there's each a black have, box like, and a red box. Yeah, yeah. There's ten and ten, but there's two different boxes, the black and the red. But each box, those those twenty cigars are are different. So the bo- it's not just like different color boxes. Like the red box has ten and ten, and then the black box has a different ten and ten. And each one has one that's blended by Garcia's and one blended by Pete. And so, yeah, it's a lot like Fuente Padron. But I don't know. I think it's it's very special. And I, don't, I, I just I, I don't see it getting talked about as much well, as it should be. I mean, this is this for me. It's it's one of my top three things from the trade show. Oh, it w- and here's the thing. Most of the cigar media did not go to the My Father booth. There were, you did. I know you did, right? Yeah. I know. Like, I got Factor of the Year. I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, some of us did go to the My Father so I We go there every year to the My Father booth, right? Mm-hmm. They, but some media don't go there, right? So, what happened is, if you didn't go there, you didn't see this. Now, everyone goes to Pete, right? But Pete only talked about it if people brought it up. And Bear brought it up in the interview and got a great perspective from Pete on that project. Oh, if you see our interview with that. So, you know, and because Pete, I think, respected that even though he participated in that project, it was still the My Father thing. And, um, you know, he, uh, you know, I think he just respected that, you know, he was happy to be part of it, he talked about his involvement with it. But, you know, so media miss, I think this is where the media, there's, there's certain bulls you need to go to at the trade show to really anchor yourself on, on the show. And a lot of guys missed My Father in, this year. And it was a shame because... And again, I've, I've had no problem getting help in that booth. They're, they're always willing to help us in that booth. Um, I've never I've never gone to my father's booth and said, come back. They've always found a way to kind of work with us. I'm just going to say that. And they're always busy. Yeah, when we went, we, we went to Tatuaje. We did Pete and all that. And Pete actually, Pete actually wasn't, and this isn't a negative thing, but he wasn't super busy. I mean, his guys and his brother and... All the Pete's doing what Saka does right now. He talks more to the media at these things. Yeah, I mean, they are always busy writing the orders and stuff. And you know, and you know, Pete was just kind of like, you know, a, you know, a little bit more freed up, and it was easy to talk to him, which was nice. And then, you know, when I was done, I said, "Well, I go, I go. Your wife's got Factor of the Year, and I have an award." And he's like, "Oh, 
he's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, and I was like, I actually, I, I actually haven't met her, but he's like, no, 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 come, come. And he, we, we went right in the booth and, and he brought me over to her and, and, and super and nice. Yeah. Super, yeah. And then he was, and then he was, and they, they, they talked and then he came back. He goes, so are you going to do an interview? And I go, yeah. He goes, I want to, we want to get like the whole family. And I was like, yeah, oh, we had shit. the same thing happen. They brought Pepina and everything for us. Yeah. Yeah, so Jaime and Papine, and then you know the kids were there too, um, who mostly translated. Um, but it was it was really cool. If you didn't see the interview, it's it's on our channel. Yeah, yeah. And I did, I think we got that story out. I think we got. I look. There's so many things. I think that's on the website. Um, yeah, ours didn't make it out. I found out it's gonna go up Monday. The inter- like because the interview was recorded in a separate file. And I discovered it didn't make it into the article, so I have to put it out. Okay. <laughs> go out Monday. Um, and there's an issue. There's an issue. I have to wait. There's a little bit of a bandwidth issue I'm having with with my platform right now. They told me I uploaded too much data, which I thought I had unlimited. But then there's a fair use policy because I put so much up this month, right, in high quality. So for your so, yeah, website. I got, I got, no, for Podbean. Oh, Podbean. Podbean has Podbean has unlimited use, but then they have a fair use, and basically it's. When all this stuff's getting downloaded, like large files, they they kind of block you a bit. So I have to wait to put that up. So it's probably going to go up in, uh, sometime next week, hopefully. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because we do our video on Podbean, too. That's why. A lot of people don't do video on Podbean. If you don't do video, these video files are enormous that go on Podbean. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, so I did see what you guys did. And <laughs> when they bring out the Garcias, and they're always, the Garcias will always come out for stuff like that. They tend, you know, because they don't speak English, you know, they're not going to be, you know, you're not going to get a conversation with them. But uh, I think Don Pepin knows who I am. I don't think he knows me personally, but I think he's seen my face. I did a written interview with him uh, for Coop years ago, so I think he does know who I am. He's not unfamiliar with me. Um, But I think, you know, I've never had a conversation with him except with Jose Ortega, so, who translated for that interview. And he translated for our interview as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it was great. It was really cool, um, you know. And then they they took us around the booth. They showed us everything. Yeah, it was great, and we had a great time. It, it was a beautiful booth too, beautiful booth. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about you know the Vegas Cubanas. Is I'm excited about the 10th anniversary. I said when I saw Jay had him, I I said Jay, uh, time to do an order. And, you know, of course Jay will sell me more stuff after that, right? Because that's what he does. He's Jay's always selling, but it's good because Jay tells me he has something in stock. I'm like, yeah, I need that, so. Um, go to Blue Smoke of Dallas, by the way. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait because I'm going to Blue Smoke of Dallas in September. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm going to be at a uh, Dan Welsh event, which is really cool. Oh. So, so I mean, how I look out. I mean, Jay's one of the big tattoo retailers. to be at an event that day. Um, I'm going to be buying some stuff I know. So I know yeah. it'll be good stuff. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I wanted to go down to, uh, to Dallas this year, um, but obviously – and I, I, yeah, no, you can't. I'm not making it, but yeah, um, because hopefully next yeah. year. See, I'm going this year because next year's uh, this. I'm going to McAuliff, and that's always up against Inner Tobacco. But my plan is we are going to Inner Tobacco next year, um, and I think Lisa's gonna. I think we're gonna do Austria the week after, or the week oh. before. Maybe the week before we do Austria. We're talking about, uh, which has been on our bucket list, um, Salzburg and Vienna. Um, and I said, yeah, Reinhardt's getting a call. She's like, who's Reinhardt? He's a cigar guy. I said, I said, he's a, I'm, I'm t- having him take up. Reinhardt, if you're listening, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to let you know the date so you can take me around Vienna if that trip happens. So, Yeah, I, I you know, I've, I've always wanted to go over there myself. Um, 
so I'm I'm hoping that I can uh hoping that I can I can I can head out there soon and I'd like to go to an inner tobacco. Um so definitely a little jelly, but you'll have yeah. to tell me all about it. Yeah, I like say it's a plan. It's not like committed yet, you know, but uh hopefully they, you know, Jose's like telling me I really need to go there because uh we have grown Cigar Coop has really grown on the international market the last few years. A big big difference. Our number increases last year which were big. A lot of it was because of the international market, um, especially Europe, especially Eastern Europe, really picked up for us last year. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, we talk a lot about um, stuff that goes on here, but uh, there's a whole world of cigars outside of the U.S., um, and it's it's a little different. But, yeah, you know, I look at the analytics for the website from time to time, and, you know, because we, we, we track, you know, things that are popular and things that are not and i can see every ip address that visits my website i know yeah i almost yeah, you know okay. you... who can see I, I almost know i i can see like almost you know everyone who comes like when i see indian trail north carolina i know that you've been on my website <laughs> so um... well, what's funny what's funny is uh, I, now i'm at a point i can't get to that i i don't have the time to look at that level but eventually your traffic is gonna get to a point where you're gonna ignore that but <laughs> Which no, I mean, it, and, it, and it is, and it is, and it, and it's, and he it has. He sent me a message. Look, you're on my side. I'm like, yeah, I read your site. Why, my, why wouldn't I read your site? Of course. Oh um, no, 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 okay, no, no. So and I don't mean it like that. But I'm, but as an example, but, but I can also see which countries are visiting too. And yeah, yeah you know, I see is, uh, a lot of Asian countries, a lot of European countries. China has grown um, enormously for us last year too. Yeah. Um, we have in a fact, lot be, of foreign visitors, thousands. We're gonna be put. We're gonna be working on some translating pieces too um, for Coop because we want to accommodate it. But yeah, I mean, I'll tell you a couple of weird countries that do well. Like one weird country that really does well for us is Turkey. I see Turkey a lot does, of Turkey too. Turkey does very well, and you know, Istanbul is a huge city, and you can actually get down and see where where it's coming from. The analytics are coming from Istanbul, uh, which is so. There's a lot that comes from Turkey on on um, UK is the other big one, but. Turkey yeah, is, is a that. big is a is a big one for us. Uh, it's like I think Turkey, I would say maybe the fourth or fifth most generated. It's U.S., Canada, U.K., yeah, Germany, and Turkey. I think it is for us. Yeah, I mean, the other thing about the way my website is hosted. Hold on, sorry, I'm trying to get here. Um, I can also see. By country, well, not maybe by country. I can see like the top like five countries. I think I'm trying to find it. Yep. Um, on my other computer here, uh, traffic sources. I think. Um, it's on here somewhere, but I know. I know I can. Uh, I know I can see it somewhere, and it, like it'll show me like oh the top five countries, and it's like you know U.S., Canada, um, the U.K. is on there, and then is it China or is it? It's another Asian country, and then it's like Turkey, and I'm like, wow, Turkey, really? Yeah, Tur- Turkey, because Istanbul's an enormous city. I yeah. guarantee you, ninety percent of that's coming from Istanbul. Um, yeah, it's because it's one of the biggest cities of the world. Um, but I saw, I see scatterings even going out to the eastern part of Turkey. So it's ah, not geography. Cool, Here we go. Yeah. Sorry. Go and ahead. then yeah, no, even our podcasts are almost aligned with the website as well. Yeah, so I got it right here. So it's the U.S. Actually, so it's changed. So right now it's the U.S., Canada, Germany, Hong Kong, 
in the United Kingdom as the top five. Then it goes DR, Japan, France, India, Nicaragua, Mexico, Bulgaria, Spain, Taiwan. Bulgaria, Taiwan. Yep. Taiwan, China. So Hong Kong is is rate is rated separately than China as a whole. Australia, um, and then it goes on and on and on. Turkey's actually dropped, but I remember there was a there was a period where I was seeing Turkey a lot. Um, Turkey is Turkey is you know probably will you'll see it again. Trust me, Turkey will be in there. Uh, Turkey's like I said been enormous. Um, uh, and the other one that we've had a big surge with too in the last three years has been Australia, and that's because of Dave Burke with Jukebox. Um, you know what we've done with that, so. Um, yeah, that's another big one that I would say, uh, for us, um, which is interesting. And then we, like I said, the podcast almost aligns up with it very, very well. Croatia is a good one for us too. Uh, Brazil's good. I, I have gotten, I haven't gotten anything from North Korea or Cuba ever, right? I, I don't know if those are blocked, right? So I can't say. I have gotten an IP out of Antarctica. I have got a few hits. I've gotten a few hits out of Antarctica. Yeah, so I don't, someone down there must unless it's a wrong a wrong thing. I guess it's like three or four hits I've gotten out of there over the years. I have the Republic of Korea, but that's South Korea. That's South Korea. It's the Democratic Republic. Is the South Korea? Um, no, but North no, Korea. No, North Korea is the Q- Democratic Republic. South Korea. South, South Korea is Republic of Korea. Okay, then you probably got maybe you got some in North Korea. I haven't no, no, got anything on North Korea. No, because it has the South Korean flag. No, North Korea is like the 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 Democratic People's Republic of Korea. I think is what okay. North Korea is. Yeah. it's like the DPKR or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's North Korea. I also have this is interesting. I have Cuba. I have I have a few hundred Cuba actually. I haven't um, got anything from Cuba, and I've been there um, too. Like I said, it's it's. I, I know you're using a different platform than we are. So it's possible there's some inaccuracies, but like I said, we got Antarctica. I know that, uh, which was, which was really cool when I that happened. Pakistan. Like, Pakistan's actually not a lot. I bet you have more than you think out of Pakistan. There's about like Pakistan. There's like 200 clicks. It's not a lot, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot for Pakistan. <laughs> it's a lot for Pakistan. It's yeah. a lot for Pakistan. <laughs> I uh, mean, just yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the um, yeah, Czech Republic's really big for us. Austria's big for us. Belgium. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of Belgium. Well. Got a lot of Thailand doing... too. Uh, yeah, I got Singapore. Um, Saudi Arabia. Yep, yeah, Thailand. I got Thailand on it. Luxembourg. Yeah, Russia's actually been very good for us. Russia's good well. for us. Russia's yep. good. Uh, Vietnam. Georgia, Slovakia, Hong Kong. Yep, again. Italy, Switzerland. Yeah. Yep. Australia's up there, yeah. Australia's got uh, a lot. Like like I said, we've Australia's gone like into six right now all, of all time. But that I'm going to put that to Dave, who uh, really, uh, you know, I think. In fact, when I look at the maps of Australia and I drill down, it's, it's, uh, it is um, Queensland, which is the northeast. That's where Dave is. So that ten, that's our biggest uh, traffic, so. Actually, you know what's funny? I'm going to do start date. Uh, let's do, can I manually put this in? I can't, so that's annoying. 
I'm curious. What, that's actually the, that's actually just this year. I want to go back to like. Let's go. Uh, website was born here to now. Yep. All right. So now what do we have? Um. Now let's see how many. I'm curious how, how it changes. It stays kind of similar. It stays kind of similar. It it, it kind of does, yeah. You know, I tell people Nicaragua jumped a, jumped way up when they did all time. Uh, uh -huh. Nicaragua is now like in the top five. Nicaragua does very well for us. I think it's like nine. Looks like yeah. But I tell everyone, um, every word that's put on cigar coop, or every word that I say on a podcast. It's almost like monetary investment. And if that doesn't, if, if what I'm writing or what I'm saying is not returning an audience to me, it's not going to be covered. It's simple as that. I do think that I have a good barometer in terms of the industry. Yeah. So when I look at, like, when I look at companies, for example, guess what? My top four companies are the big four in terms of traffic, right? They're, they're four. They're one, two, three, four. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's, uh, it's General and Drew State almost 1 and 1A. One they're very close every year. Altus third, Davidoff fourth, and then fifth is uh, Fuente, sixth is Rocky Patel. So, I mean, it, it, it so, but if, if, it, if, as much as sometimes I want to write about something that maybe not as, and sometimes I will do that if it's not going to take me a lot of time to put that word down, but it has to generate something back for me. And you know, I've talked about it on the show. There's certain things I'm not covering anymore because I'm like, I don't get, I don't see a return on it, right? And 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 Matt, this is why I abandoned most of the store exclusive market. When I saw, no one in Europe gives a crap about that, right? No one's in Europe is looking for what what store in Arkansas has got a uh, a exclusive cigar. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful to industry that that store has. It. I just can't make a point of putting that on Cigar Coop. Because this audience is being globally generated right now, and they're going to tune out to this stuff, you know, if they don't right. do it. So, so it's. And I think when I made those decisions, and I'm making sim, I made similar decisions now with the TAA. I think it's it's. I've seen the dividends. I, I see the dividends now starting to pay off with that. Where I'm being a little smarter where my time is, but you know what? I I want to address that that European audience, which is done a little more with Cubans over the years. We haven't done enough with Cubans that I want to do. Um. And you know, there's a few things out of Europe I've covered to the best of my ability, lately. So, well, the, you know, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned the Cubans. The problem with the Cubans is they don't really have that many news stories that go out because they don't really do a lot of new stuff and they don't do a lot of things. I mean, for the most no, part, no. But Cuban reviews do. Cuban reviews do well, though. Cuban reviews. Well. I, I mean, like outside of reviews, yeah. like uh, like just coverage of other things. There's not a lot to cover. Habano, so we, just we do reviews. decent with Habanos. Yeah, we do decent with Habanos. The regional stuff I don't really bother with anymore. Again, it's kind of like store exclusive. Don't, no one cares about the Patagonia release in Slovakia. Unless you're a hardcore Cuban guy looking for that stuff. It's not going to generate enough audience for me. Well, the one that went out this week, I mean, I, I would that say that's was an big, exception. That, but, that had global, but that had global. I did that one too because that had global implications. I even covered yeah. that on KMA today. And Abe was like, happy I covered that, right? Because it has global ramifications for, the, for everything. And people need to be aware of that one. So... Uh, it, that by far was the biggest story this week, uh, and and I and Matt, I found that cigar on on a couple of websites for eleven hundred dollars for one, so, for one. Okay, so it was four hundred listed, and then some of the other retailers were, were jacking it up a little more. 
than the suggested retail price. But then those are the La Casa del Habanos ones, which kept it reasonable. But people from non-La Casa del Habano got their hands on these, and they're charging $1,100. So, I mean, um, you could do, Google will tell you. you go look at Google and see some of the prices. You'll... You'll you'll flip. So this was, and that's having a global. It's having a global market impact on everything, not just Habanos. Yeah, I'm looking at a few of the websites now. So I Havana's, which is a popular one. Yeah. They currently have Cohiba 55 Anniversario EL21, box yeah. of ten, five thousand dollars. Yep. They uh, have. Uh, 2013 Bihike BHK52s, box of 10, 2680. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not so cheap. No, you've got a 200 something dollars a cigar. It, it is. And you yeah. know what the sad thing is? And this is kind of where we kind of get back into that conversation about, you know, Cuban cigars, but in the price and the quality. But, like, you're paying all that money for a cigar where some of those might not draw. And Cohiba's not like an exception to the rule. I've had Cohibas. Real Cohibas before all the... And it's, I feel like you can't even talk about Cubas anymore without, like, the the peanut gallery being like, oh, but they're they real? Oh, those, oh, those are fake. Those are fake. Yeah, you go on Facebook and you see people posing pictures of Cubans. Now, granted, there's a lot of fakes. There is. Right. But I've, yeah. seen, I've seen real ones because I know what real ones are and I can tell by looking at a photo um, yeah. with, with my experience for the, for the most part. And I see like people post real ones, and they, they get the box. The box is right, and I'm like, yeah, that's. It. And you see these guys, go, oh no, those are fake. Those are fake. Oh yeah, no, the band like, and I'm like, you don't know. What you, I mean, like, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it's like there's some people out there who talk out of their ass on the Cuban cigars, and it just gets kind of annoying because you see these like people out there come out of nowhere, and they're like, oh no, yeah. and this guy's got like real Cubans and whatever. And if you're into Cuban cigars and you want to enjoy, that's great. But then you get this guy who's like, you know shooting the guy down making him feel like oh these are like fake and i'm like no you've got real cigars there like don't listen to you know joe johnson who's like you know over there you know it's like no it's, yeah. it's just so annoying so, you, i told you to, i told you the story about the cohiba 55 review right so someone brought me know. back maybe a cohiba 55 okay which i knew you smoke had from Right, and I reviewed it, right? Yep. And and I'm like, it was really good, right? But I'm like, it didn't wow me, right? It was like, you guys like, well, change like a Hohiba, right? And it had the 55 band on it, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going and writing up the review, and I'm like, this cigar was like an inch shorter than what I smoked, right? So, um, research turned out that they handed out a three pack at the 55 celebration in 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 Cuba, and. uh they just put the 55 bands on them, right? So I didn't have, so I had to abort the review, unfortunately, at that point. Right? Oh, so, I do uh, know that story. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. I mean, and it, the per, it, like the person, it, like I said, the, the one other thing that gave it away, it didn't have the Limitada band. Right? And I should have known that, right? But I'm like, okay, maybe they didn't give out the Limitada band at the, at, the, uh, at, at the festival. So, you know, and I said, all right, I'll write it without a score, right? And say it's a pre-release because it's something special. And then... When I found out it wasn't the cigar, I was like, yeah, I'm like, no, this can't What go was out, it? Just know? like a, like a, like a Siglo 6? It, six, it was like the Robusto, it was like the Robusto size. Oh, it actually was the so Robusto. yeah. I, fa- I, by the way, I found that out on Half Wheel. So thanks to the Half Wheel guys on that one. That's the time I had to go look at Half Wheel because I couldn't find this anywhere, right? And Brooks had a, had the three pack on there. I'm like, this is what happened. Yeah. 
Those guys uh, got you covered. <laughs> they, oh, let me ask you a question as long as we're, on, uh, uh, we're talking about traffic, right? Because I want you to guess this, okay? Sure. So I'm, I'm now I'm doing the analytics on PCA booze covered right now. There's yeah. some booze that still need time to get traffic, like I just finished up this week. But as of now, the number one company booze coverage we've had is Perdomo. Perdomo's okay. like steamrolling. I just want you to guess what number two is. Something tells it's me it's, it's not going to be something that I would ever guess. You'll guess it because I've talked a lot about it. I have to go Easy back number two. Easy so, number two. I have to go back and think now. I'll tell you if you want, if you want, unless you want to guess it. I'm trying to think. Who would be number two? I'll give you a hint. You covered this, booze. Oh. Now I know, when you said that, uh-huh. I know why you said it, and I know it's Oliva. It's Oliva. Yeah. No, I'm not making this up. I mean, this is, it is by far number two. Now, I'll say this. Dunbarton and Tatawaii got a lot this week in foundation. I don't know where they'll wind up in a few weeks. They could pass Oliva, but still, Oliva out of, all these booze is not. Uh, Perdomo had a huge release, which is number one. Oliva is number two. So, I, again, every minute I spent at the trade show, and I knew we had good Oliva traffic last year, but every minute I spent at that trade show, I have to make sure I'm getting numbers back on that stuff. So, you know, and it's, it's look, it's not that I want to be exclude some of the smaller guys or anything. I want to, I wish I had more time for them, right? Because I want to cover them, but unfortunately, you know. I have to pay the bills on this thing. And and, and shame on me because people are interested in Oliva. And they're interested in Perdomo. So that's why I'm spending time at these booths. Uh, Altidus uh, in general did very well for me. Forge did very well for me too. So, um, you know, they're, they're big booths as well. So, But Oliva's done exceptionally well considering they didn't have a major release this year. It was surprising. Yeah, I mean, I found the... Um I found the Oliva booth to be great. I mean, it was it was very busy and it was a little tricky for us to get with who we needed to get you, to. But they but were now also very got gracious, ca- like, "Hey, like, please wait. Like, we're gonna get this done." And I'm like, they, "No problem." They know it's been a problem because why? I brought the problem to the attention. And I remember you sent me a message saying, "Hey, I I got to the and I was like, I hadn't seen you because I was gonna say, yeah, go ask for her. Right, go ask. I get the woman's name. I said, go ask Lore. for this woman's name because Lore. Yeah, Lore. Because they just hired her. Yeah." And you'll get all the help you need. Like, and they were like, when we were there, they couldn't get. They they were like, they were so generous with the time. Um, and then you go, to, you and I go to another booth, and I want to point this one out too. Ashton, with Andy Green. Um, Andy is fantastic, and um, I owe him a spot on a show. I know you have him on, but the trick with Andy, go there on day three and day yep. four because they send home the reps after that, and Andy's got a lot of time to spend and really go through what's happening there. So I didn't, I, as far as I know, you, I, and Half Wheel are the only ones who went to Ashton this year. Yep. Maybe Dojo, I'm not sure, but I know us three were the only ones who went there. Yeah, but I don't Otherwise. know. If, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Dojo did in-depth in coverage this year. But he, well, at least, but at, least he, at least he went to the booth. Okay, know, yeah, Because yeah. he did a different model. At least, it, yeah, like I said, in terms of information, it probably was, they were doing more, um, you know, they kind of went more the reels route this year, which is, that, that's fine with them. Um, cause they're trying to do something out of the box and different, but you know, I think as far as talking to people, um, Ashton every year just, uh, has, has been a, a black hole. And a few years ago we made the decision, Hey, we are going to start going to Ashton. Uh, there's still, a, there's still a powerful brand out there. 
So, uh, and, and we, we got a great, we, we hooked up with Andy and he's a great guy. I know you've gotten to know Andy well too. Mm-hmm. Um, Great, great guy, and you know, yeah, and uh, if you watch our interviews, I'm sure you're going to notice stuff coming down the pipe as well with them. They just don't do a cigar release like four or five times a year. They do one, one every year or two years they do it. So Yeah, I mean, you know, he's always great hospitality in the booth. They give us all He's the a great interview, too. Yeah, yeah I, I like him a lot. Personally. I mean, we had, like I said, he wasn't, I don't want to say he wasn't busy, but he had the chance to sit with us for 15 minutes when we were there. Yeah, which was really nice to get 15 minutes to get him, you know, to get the interview, talk a little off the interview and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And you know, he, you know, walks us around the booth. He's like, "Hey, did you see this? Did you see that?" And it's nice. Yeah, well, make sure you didn't miss this. Yeah, it's, um, for the most part, I mean, and that's how, especially most of the most most of the big guys, um, were really good with us that way, um, and. You know, for the most part, almost everybody we went to. There was only a few bad eggs that we encountered. I won't get into it. But, um, you know, other than that, it was pretty good. And, and they're right. There was a lot of booths that yeah. I didn't see people media-wise yeah. going to or seeing. And, and after, I haven't seen any coverage from them on. And I'm like, oh, well, yes, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know we had a few big – we had misses. Don't get me wrong, Coop. Um, El Septon was a big miss for us. We couldn't get – like. We the people we knew were all like we our rep was, was was with a customer, and Zaya and Alexandra were not in the booth when we got there unfortunately, so it was really hard to get someone to help us. And I'm not blaming anyone. Um, we still covered their booths and everything, and and but it, it, you know it was it was fine. We we didn't get a video unfortunately, but we you know we but we shot photos and we did we did our regular you know booth coverage. Uh, we had enough, in, anything I needed to follow up on, I followed up on afterwards with that. So it happens sometimes with that one. That was, I mean, I, I wanted, because I never talked to Zaya, so I wanted to, I know he's a, he's a polarizing figure, but I certainly wanted to talk to him. Right. So uh, that, that was the kind of, that was the one we missed with there. We missed PDR, which I really would have loved. It happens sometimes. Um, they had yeah. a lot of stuff, so. I think we missed them. And you know what I, just, I realized last week? We missed Villiger. And I was bullshit about it because we, we covered we covered Villa. Renee wasn't there either, but we did cover it. Because yeah. that was like high on my list. I'm like, Tuh. I I didn't realize until after it was already over and we were already back. And I was like, where's the Villager? And I'm like looking. I'm like, oh fuck, no one went. Well, we gave him coverage. I think probably Renee. I'm sure he saw what we did. Um, you know, I had a little bit of an incident with Villager down at the Persabor. I mean, I was left off the I was left off the factory tour. Uh, on the media, and uh, I happened to run into Renee afterwards at the airport, and uh, he was very apologetic. So, <laughs> uh, he, and in fact, uh, there was a cigar aficionado wasn't on the list either. So, <laughs> so uh, they they fumbled with that one. But uh, you know, he made very good on it. And then he sends me a box of cigars. I'm like, Renee, you didn't have to do that. Like, it happens. We're human. Like, so I was going wrong. I wasn't happy. I was left out that factory tour either. But I had to kind of let. I had to take a deep breath. And, Someone someone talked me off the ledge, and I happened to see him in the airport, and it was a great conversation. So it happens sometimes. It does. It does. Yep. Shit happens. I've been there. Yeah. Um, yep. And then some know. companies need to – and look, there's some companies that absolutely need to do a better job uh, what they do. I was a little disappointed in Padron this year. Uh, George wasn't in the booth when we were there, and we couldn't get anyone who wanted to go on camera. That's okay. You know, we still covered it. We got some help, but I would have liked to have gotten someone on camera from Padron. But, uh, One of the things know, I noticed about the drone is, you know, and they make great cigars and, you know, important company. But it's like a lot of the times I notice, like you walk in the booth, 
And if you if you have a camera with you, you just see George like walk away. It's like he knows like oh I don't want to do this and he leaves. Uh, I you know but some people don't like doing that. I'll say this though when I went to Puerto Sabor and I went on that factory tour, I saw a side of George Padron I never saw before. He was and it was mostly a media group that was there. He was very engaging. Uh, he just seemed in his element down there in the factory and the farm. It was like it was like that was if I took anything away from Puerto Sabor this year it was that image when we went to when we went to Padron and Padron hasn't opened the factory up a lot either so this was I think they were trying to kind of open things up and I think George's son and nephew are playing more of a role with that right now which again we didn't see them in the booths or I'm sure we would have got time with them so um it happens and then we couldn't get back there unfortunately so um I I, I just want to circle back really quickly Jay had asked a question um uh how much traffic did you get for the LFD NFT and now the smoke in Tatawahi NFT. Um, oh, Tatawahi one's been huge for me this year. Yeah, I would say I think the Tatawahi one has been more. <coughs> LFT, look, yeah. we covered it so extensively last year. We got great traffic with it. But so far, the Tatawahi one, um, I, uh, I've, it's I've, my biggest story of the month. I've glanced, I, yeah, I've, I've glanced at like the the traffic rankings for for those articles, and yeah. they're they're pretty intense. Um, like I said, if we're if we're covering it, there's a and we're getting traffic, then there's value. If we we don't cover stuff that when like I don't know, I'm gonna go faster maybe because I've been doing this one. I, if I don't see the traffic, I move on now. It's, I can't. You I, you'll get to that point because you're trying to grow still. You're still. I mean, 13 years versus three years, you're gonna see in a few years you're gonna be like I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, but we actually. But um, Tatawai has been a monster this year, and you've covered it more than me. So I've I, you have had much more extensive coverage of it than me. The other thing, actually, not that it really matters to any. Well, I mean, I guess it does. It's our storefront. Um, but smokeandtobacco.com. It is. Smokeandtobacco.com is uh, is uh, going to be rebuilt, um, redesigned, whole new platform, starting from scratch, and then everything that currently exists will be moved over. It's going to be a little bit. Of Fucking pain in the ass, but I, I did it in 2015 yeah. actually, and we we're gonna had a do very it. smooth turnover. Yeah, we did it in 2015, uh, and that was with I'll say this: Paul with Stogie Geeks, um, great. He was a great partner to get that platform move for me. Uh, I owe a lot to him for that. Um, and he and let me tell, you, I was content that the streak got lost with the turnover. It got lost. We weren't even at. We were just I think over a thousand at that point. Uh, days, I said, if the streak gets lost, we need to move this platform. It's worth it. And we did not lose a day. We didn't lose a minute of downtime. That was a smooth transition. Um, it helped to have a, uh, a very technical guy as my partner at the time. So, um, you know, great job. You know, so it is a big job is what I'm going to say. And, and I know the platform you're moving off of, and it's a challenging platform. So because um, we were in a similar one. Yeah, the thing with our platform is it was good in the beginning, but now we we we, we do so much that yeah, you need a it's kind of limiting what 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 kind what things we can do, and so yeah. uh, now we're going to be moving forward with a with a brand new whole from the ground up brand new platform. It's going to be a lot more powerful, a lot more robust. Um, there's going to be a lot more things we can do with it. Um, so that is something that we're we're going to be working on. Um, over the next several months, and it's it's nice uh, that Nicole is on her maternity leave because she'll have a little bit more time. Away. You know, she I mean I, we have the baby, I know, but she's also yeah. not going to be working. So 
Um, oh, she'll, she'll have be working. She'll, she'll be work. have, she'll be have a little bit more time to to, to build the website <laughs> with me. Hopefully, so. <laughs> man, uh, Um, yeah. I mean, that's uh, Matt. That is a big job. I'm just telling you. Well, I'm just, I'm just telling. We're not going to do it ourselves. I should say. No, I know, but I'm just saying you need to be. Yeah, it's a big job, and you need to be on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully, one of you guys can. But yeah, it's a big job. Yeah, and it's you know, luckily. So, I will say, Nicole already kind of started the process. Um, with that, um, kind of getting certain things put in place and the archival transfer stuff. Um, so it, it's, it's not going to be as, it's not going to be as bad as I thought, but it's still, it's going to be, there's going to be some work there. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to, to move over and I'll be happy when it's done. And then from there, it's just kind of back to regular business of just, you know, keeping the website updated and maintained. But, yeah, the building process is one that I'm excited about, but it's also, like, going to be a pain in the ass. Ton of work. It's a ton of work, yeah. So It'll be worth it. Yeah, it'll be totally worth it. Um, You know, so I'm excited about that. And I, I hope that we get it done before the end of the year because I, I think that would be huge. Um. But yeah, we've we've already been talking. Yeah, about we're just gonna ideas. we're gonna go through a, a template change uh, probably next year, and the goal of that template change for me is to improve some things on the mobile front. So okay, uh, yeah, because we're seeing something. We need some improvements on the mobile front, and I don't think our template's doing that. So um, that's still gonna be a big job as well. Uh, we have a lot of customizations in there, which is scaring me a bit. So um, yeah, so it's gonna be a big job. Um. Sorry, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, so I want to I want to get into this um, now. I know we have mm-hmm. we have a couple of things, but I want I want to talk about the NFT thing really quick. Um, just okay. Be- just because you know, I mean, why not? We're right in the middle of it. We're already on ten. We're already on ten thirty. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I well, mean, well, not only that, but it's just like you know, I mean, like we're in the middle of the uh, we're in the middle of the auction. So, um, oh shit! I so I've been busy getting the baby home today. So I'm just looking at the bid list again, and so the first three, so the first two have sold. The first one went for a hundred thousand to a user by the name of Golden Finger, to which we have heard unconfirmed rumors, although a lot of rumors, that it looks like it could be Corona Cigar, which is interesting. I'm not saying a word on any of this. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I, I'm. These are these are things that I've I've seen online uh, and stuff uh, like that. I am that. absolving myself from guessing who any of these guys are unless they've told me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not, and look yeah. for the record because I, I just want to yeah. say I'm not uh, trying to put yeah. Coop in a bad position. My opinions uh, or the things I hear this has nothing to do with. I am them. I am out of this one. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Coop. I'm just. Look, I, I'm only saying all this because of how extensively I've been covering this thing. And everyone asks me my opinion and all of this because of how much I've covered it. And I spend a lot of time watching things that get said on social media and stuff. And that is just the, the, what I'm seeing. on. I'm just reporting what I see. Okay, No one has come to me in the back corner and said, <laughs> no, this is what I just see people saying. All the groups and especially the smoke in group, obviously, because those are the people following it. Um, I'm seeing that. But I'm seeing said person, Goldenfinger, has bid again on NFT number three. So this it's going for number two. Uh, we've also seen bids from Danny D, who 
we know is Danny Dinkowicz from Tobacco Plaza, who was part of the LFD NFT last year. Uh, we've seen bids from V Presti and Petrie, who also won um, NFT number two, who I'm still not sure who that is. Uh, Alexander Martinez was bidding, uh, then kind of stopped. I see that he put a bid in on NFT number three. Um, so it looks like who that's a known guy, Al and that's a pretty open guy who's been bidding on that. Yeah, and he, uh, he owns um, Main Street Cigars in New Jersey. Yeah, that's an he, open guy. But he also owns the first two NFT LFD NFTs from last year. And he also has been through it, so he's probably very smart of how he's bidding right now. There's also someone who keeps bidding with the username "No One Else Bid Please," which I that's like that's a guy who wants to put a bid in and get their <laughs> name on there. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, here's my, you, you know, Matt, here's my question, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, I think, has been a very different thing, and I think what's driving a lot of this is the artwork is, is specific, mm. right? But here's my question, right? So, and I'm going to pick, I don't, I'm not going to say who this is, right? V. Presti, all right? He's bid $79,750 on, on NFT3. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have tried to snag? He probably could have had NFT2 cheaper. Okay. Why didn't he try? Why didn't he go after NFT two? Like, is there something with the artwork that's that's because I don't think the long term play with this is the artwork, right? I think you're gonna. I don't think people are gonna care which piece of artwork it is, except if it's one, except if it's number one, right? Number one is number one. Think, yeah. Number one's number one, but then again, after. So why would you not bid high or try? You could have had that other NFT cheaper. Is what I'm saying. Yep. Is it that specific? So. I don't understand. This is where I don't understand the community of this. Um, same with Golden Finger. He could have probably had that one cheaper, and he's going to get this one. Why wouldn't he go like, on that? That is that second one almost seemed like the uh, Petrie was like almost handed that one. It was almost like it was handed to him. Like he, like that should have been. Like I thought that thing stalled. That thing, that one stalled on on that one for whatever you know, reason. You it, it's funny. I, I remember I was sitting. I was sitting in the hospital um, with Anastasia. He's following the NFTs while Nicole's, like, pushing it. <laughs> no, this was after. This was, yes this, this was yesterday, Coop. Come on. <laughs> but, no, no, you like, weren't. Okay. We have, no, we have, you know, no, there was, there was, I mean, there's, there's, there's times of downtime. Yeah. I mean, she does sleep, yeah. like, most of the day right. for now. Um, but, no, we were, we were sitting there in bed, and um, I was like, let me look. Because I was like, "Oh, this is ending soon," and so I was, I was just sitting there and I was watching, and it went over time, but it only went to like twelve thirty, and then I looked and it was ended, and it was like, "What was the final total? Like seventy six thousand? Seventy six thousand one dollar?" And but I was like, again, "Like those really? guys had number two a lot cheaper." Now let's not forget. Let me let me pull up. Let me pull this up so that I have it in front of me. But let let let's go back in time to LFDs last year <laughs> and. Before people get all like, well, why do we keep talking about LFD? Because LFD is the only other NFT like this that has <coughs> happened. So it's the only thing we can use as a reference point. If 20 other cigar NFTs that are exactly like these two have already happened, sure, we could bounce it. It's the only other baseline we have because in this industry, these are the only – I mean, United did one, but United – look, and I love those guys, but in fairness, the one United did while they were first <laughs> – was There's not like these did. two. The LFD one and the Tatawahe ones are very different and I think a little bit more complex than what United did uh, because of just what was involved. And this, 
what this was pertained a, these to it. More package deal. Yeah, these were more package deals. LFT had a smaller package than the Tatawahe one did. Um, but again, I look at like in the end, like get, like I know the only thing I was talking to Abe this morning. He said the boxes of the cigars are different. But again, I think the only like because they're numbered one to whatever, and then you know. So NFT one's gonna get the lower, but I get NFT one, right? So I don't get why Pat- like, like why Petrie, not Petrie, why, why V Presti and Goldenfinger didn't try for number two, and now they're going after number three at a higher price. Is it the art that's a, that big a difference? That's the only thing I can think of. So if you go back to the list, and you can go to smokingtobacco.com, um, you can find the the article from last year. If you, which actually, for everyone, if you want to find all the LF, NF, uh, just the NFT stuff. For the United LFD Tatuai, if you go to smokingtobacco.com, the the news tab at the top, and you go all the way down to NFTs, it's all the articles pertaining to the NFTs. Just so you know, so it's real quick to get to. It's all sorted out for you. Um, in there, if you go to the one that's the uh, LFD, uh, it's LFD sells final of seven NFTs. There's a list in there, and it, there's all the information from the whole from that whole thing from all. It's all in one article, and it's it's very useful. I've 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 you wouldn't believe how many people have like asked for that article again. I've had to read <coughs> it. So about halfway down, you'll see the the bulleted list of all seven transactions: who bought them, how much, whatever. You can follow the trend here, and it's kind of similar to how Tatawahe has gone in the first two rounds. Very similar how it went high and dipped for number two, and now it's yes. rising again. Which it's very simple. Which I, I, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> so, last year, the first one, the first two went to Alexander Martinez. Okay, the first one went for eighty-five thousand. Tatawahi's first one went for a hundred thousand. Right. The second one, last year, Alex got for seventy-eight thousand dollars. This one for seventy-six thousand dollars. Then the third one went to a private buyer. Ninety thousand. The next one, ninety thousand. The one after that, ninety-two thousand. Then by the sixth one, came down a little bit to eighty-one. But by the time they got to the last one, that one went almost a hundred thousand. It was ninety-eight. Yeah. So if we go back, so a hundred thousand, seventy-six thousand. Where are we at now? We are at seventy-nine thousand seven hundred and fifty, with thirteen hours to go. So the third one is already past what the second one sold for. It just pretty it's pretty much eighty thousand. And there's still thirteen hours to go. And you know there's gonna be more bids. So the third one is going to probably creep up closer to the hundred thousand mark by the time it closes. So not for nothing, but we're we're literally seeing the same pattern unfold here. Yeah, and if you figure out the average price right now, so I know there's only two for, for Tatuai, but there was seven for LaFleur. I think LaFleur's seven came out to about eighty seven thousand. Even with the drop on the uh, the Tatawai, it's, it's right on that pace. It will pro- like I said, it's probably going to go up. But I also think that there's a few other things that, like there was this value in this package because of the NF- uh, because of the uh, the Dupont cutter is a one of one and the lighters just a mar- the light. I'm saying some other cutters lighters, correct? That's a that's a huge value. I would say that's the big value in there where that can probably go crazy on the secondary market. Let me tell you something. Uh, For those who don't know SD DuPont very well, most of you have probably at least heard of or seen someone use the line too. You've probably seen me use it. I, I we have a couple. The ping, of them. the ping. It has it has a famous ping, ping to it with the roll flint, ping. soft flame. Yeah. We have a couple of them. 
I have one. Nicole has one. Um, mine, mine. I don't know what happened to it. It was given to my dad, and we don't know what happened to it. Yeah, so. I know that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they're um, very special lighters, and and I know that yeah. you, you hear people go like, "Oh, that's so much money for a lighter," and it's like, it is a lot of money for a lighter, but it's not. You have to understand of you know the quality. I mean, you get what you pay for. I mean, these are handmade yeah. in France. It's it's like the yeah. Louis Vuitton. A yeah, lighter. This is like so, a, I mean, pat, a literally. Patek Philippe watch. Just like yes. a Patek Philippe watch. It's it's that time of an item, and like I said, it's th when you get a one of one because each there's only a these are one yes. of a kind artwork on each of these. There's there's a market globally for these. Cool. Put it put it this what? way. Imagine imagine if Patek Philippe only made seven watches and each one was different. They were all one of one. Yeah. And they sold them. Oh, be those would be still a hundred. Uh, yeah. You'd be, Fifty through the roof, like hundred thousand dollars as well. It's the same thing. That's it's so, the same thing, and yeah. that's another reason why you know so these, you have people asking like, well, why are these NFT things like? But and it's like you got to remember, like, in addition to the exclusive rights for a retailer to be one of, you know, only a couple people who can sell these right. cigars, you're you're getting other pieces too, like yeah. and a one of one line two lighter from Dupont, yeah. like. You can't uh, you can't just buy that anywhere. It's it's, it's yeah. very limited and special. Yeah, I I just like I said, I go back. I'd like to understand if whoever these, if these guys ever come public with, with who they are. I want to understand why you guys passed on the second one. Is it because of the artwork? That's the only thing. Why people passed on that second NFT? You could have had it cheap because in the end, if you're a retailer, guess what? You're gonna you you got yourself a bargain with that compared to the you know now it's going on. So you know what I think. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't understand this enough. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. But the other thing you got to remember too, with LFD, all seven of them were available for auction. Abe, the seventh one is already gone. Abe's keeping number seven. So remember, I, was, I think Abe should have kept number four. Oh, I love number no, four. Well, okay, he should have. He could have picked. I think he should have just left the seventh one out there because it would have had like this last, like last. It had a, Getting the last one, I think, has some some merit to it. You know what I'm saying? True. Not it's, it's not yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants number one, and everybody wants number seven. Everybody wants the first yeah. one, and everyone wants the, last, the last one. The last one, yeah. It's just even though there is a last one, right? But seven has a little more. Wow, this is really the last of it. You know, the last of the series. So. So. The, remember this. Like I said, all seven of LFDs were available. Okay. The seventh, there was only six made publicly available to buy with Tatuaje. The first one's gone. The second one's gone. The seventh one's gone. And three is almost gone. So you got three, four, five, and six. And then after tomorrow, there's only going to be three left. So remember, as they get down, then you get the people who have been bidding kind of cautiously but going for it. Who and we saw this last year with LFD, and I think that there's some truth to this. And even Carney said to me, he's like, "We get to the last one, you're gonna have people who are like, all right, this is our last chance. Do we really want it?" And then they're gonna go for it because then that's it. I think you'll see like number six, number six might go over a hundred thousand. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that one goes for one twenty-five. You know why? Because there's gonna be people final out there with the money shot. who are final like, "Fuck it, I gotta go for to it. Get it." Yeah, final chance to get it. Right. That's what happened with the LFD one. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but and I think you'll they'll be kicking themselves for passing on number two. You know, we see number two had nice art. They all have nice artwork. Number two was very nice artwork. I wish if I had that type of capital, I would have made a bid to grab that one. I don't have that type of money though. Uh, so, 
Uh, I love the eye. I love that eye one. I thought it was really cool. I like number four. I think number four is cool. I like that one. The punk. Yeah, I, I one and two were my favorite. One, two, and seven. Ape kept a very nice one, I thought. Uh, so, but but he thought, say, he thought that would be the least appealing. He thought that would be the least appealing, and I can see his point on that because it's just more generic Tatawahi anarchy. I told Pete. I told Pete he should have he should have made one of himself, but I said it can't be. I go, but it can't be like just you. Like or like the picture of you that's in all the ads, you know that everyone knows. It's got. I said, you know what I said to him. I go, it's got to be that old photo of you with the long hair from like way back in the day when you were playing bass, <laughs> that like is out there and p- people who and people who know about it, it's out there. But you gotta kind of like dig for it. Like yeah. you should, you should have taken that photo and like turned it into like one of the NFTs, so it's like a rare photo of Pete. <laughs> like that would have been cool. <laughs> Just something like super yeah. like rare that like a lot of people probably haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, yep. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But you know it's funny because when they came on the other night, like Pete and Abe were like kind of going back and forth a little bit, and they had like ideas and shit. They're like, ah, damn it, I just thought of this. Like we should have did this. And like there was there was so yeah, much put, more put, they no, could have like done. The custom the, the custom secondary band I think was the miss. I agree, Pete. Um, that would have been nice to have the custom secondary band. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess they could still do it, but at this that point, one they probably could. It's kind of like, but a, it would eat, but it would eat into that cost to do it. So I don't know why they would. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's true, but you know, it's. I don't know. I I find it fascinating. I I find it fascinating how there's still a lot of people who like as I post the updates, they're like, this whole thing's stupid. Like, oh, I wouldn't pay that, and it's like. I think people look at it like, oh, like we're gonna put a cigar on the market that's a Tatawahe for a hundred dollars a piece, like these are, like, these, like it's like it's a regular release, and it's like, but it, it's not like a regular release. It's this is. But these are the same people who look. I'm not a big crypto guy, right? I'm gonna be the first one to tell you I'm not a huge fan of it. But these are the same people who put five thousand dollars down for a personal seat license for their football team. To buy te- to, for the right to buy season tickets. I'm just saying. I've seen, I've seen people say it from both ends of their mouth. So yeah. So you do it for your football team, right? And the value is very different with this is what I'm saying because this is something that, you know, but but people do it with these personal seat licenses. So I've been in cigar shops. I know people who, who bought the Panther seats who are shitting on this, right? And I don't consider, by the way, use the word haters. I don't consider them haters. I think they have a, a strong doubt on it, right? But, you know, I, when I say that to them, they argue with me. I'm like, no, it's nothing different. You, you're doing the same thing. You're paying something for the right to get something. I had, you know, one, guy, I had one guy say, I think Carney like jumped in on this, but one guy said something about like, like a hundred dollars for a cigar, um, and then, but I have to pay like you know whatever to buy the thing. I would rather spend like a hundred thousand dollars on like you know, like something like an in- something about like an invitation to like meet a celebrity or like spend spend time with a celebrity. Then do it. And I'm like, then do it. I'm like, then, then do, do it. it. But like, you also remember like. I think people are missing that. I think so many people, are, and we saw this last year too. It's like, all right, spend a hundred thousand dollars and go hang out with LeBron James for an afternoon, or you can spend a hundred thousand dollars and you can have, like, you can be one of like five people to get something that only you can sell and make money off of it. And everyone's like, yeah, but you'd have to. And it's like, yeah. So it, every business like takes time to make your money back, but like it's still a money making venture. Yeah, it that's, is. That's um, how it is. I mean, that's why it's right. special. It's not like you're just, oh, you're getting this one one time limited edition of cigars. Like, 
No, you're getting access to sell something that only a couple people yeah. can do and make money yeah. off and of that. Yeah, and Jay made a big point. You don't need crypto to buy. You, you, by the way, I think you need a crypto to buy the um, to buy the the uh, the uh, select the tobacco one. I think you did need crypto for that, but this one you just put your credit card on. Uh, so it's that's pretty, true. It's very easy to yeah. But I think and I'm, again, if uh, United or Selected could correct me on that, because I looked. There's still some of those out there, by the way. Uh, but I think if the fact that that was a little more complicated, just because I don't think people understand the cryptocurrency. This is something very easy. It's tangible dollars here. I don't know if I agree. So, as you know, Alan likes to comment a lot. But I saw this one, and I found it interesting. And he said, I would break up the package and sell it piece by piece like a corporate raider. I would take the 225 cigars each year and make 225 samplers each with 10 to, 12, uh, to, 10 to 20 tats. Use the very rare cigar to leverage large sales of other Tatuahi products. In theory, one could do I that. But I don't know if it makes – I don't well, think it makes sense that? to do it you, like that. Why would you do that? Yeah. Don't worry. I don't. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> because, because, because you know something like this. This thing is so special on its own. It, it's a pa- It's a collection. It, it yeah. talked about this this morning on KMA, and he's putting this. He's putting his in the vintage room as a collection. It yes. will be sold as a collection. He's going to put a crazy price on it, and guess what? If the crazy price isn't met, it's going to stay in his vintage. You're talking about the utility package of like the humidor, the cutter, the, all that other stuff. Right. And the then the cigars yeah, separately, he'll just always sell. He'll just always sell that, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but I, I think there's, especially that first, those first drops, you don't want to mess with that. You have to keep that in there. But, yeah, afterwards, I mean, I've already seen some people, I think I've already seen some people doing that, breaking them up. Like, I see, like, by the way, I've seen the floor ones going for $200. So people I buy them too. Someone, and guess what? They sold. I, Cigar Hustle had it for two hundred dollars. I believe they sold them, right? So, God bless them for, for if the market's working for them. If there's a demand for that and they want to charge two hundred dollars, go do it. If someone's paying two hundred dollars for it, God bless them. Uh, who am I to say anything um, on that? Um, yeah, but Alan. So Alan said it's what Ronnie does at Secreto, and it's what Jr. has done with. Opus 20th. But that's different, though. That's different, though. Those are not as Whatever. limited. Those are not as limited as this product. Opus it's 20th is a luxury. limited. Yeah. It's, uh, Opus 20th is a limited product, but there's a lot more people who get Opus 20th than there are of these. Yeah. That's the difference. That's yeah. it, different. It's not It's not exactly the same. I disagree. You know, oh, they, they still send out a few thousand boxes of Opus 20th every year. There's not that many boxes of these going out. If you keep answering, he's going to keep commenting. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So you got your comments in, Alan. We appreciate them. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, no. I mean, it's um, it, it it's it's something that stands on its own. And I think that it'll be – and like Abe said, too, um, you know, what really matters is not even just the NF, the, the auctions – but it's after they're out, and what you know people do with them. That's the real uh, I, I, test. I've been and I was a little critical of Carney on some of that. I don't think so. And, and he, I don't think those retailers all did a good job. Some did better job than others. Those retailers. Um, I think the one that did the best job was was the store that got number seven. By far, they they knew what they were doing with that seventh one. 
Um, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not saying the others did a bad job. I'm just saying number seven did a ver- like I like did the best job of those. Um, so it's going to be interesting because here's the deal. It's a little different here. Abe's going to be a competitor to some of these retailers to some extent. Like, I guess he's a partner in one way, supplying them with them. But he's a competitor with them in the other respect. So I don't know if he's going to give away any secrets with that. On how to move. I, look, I have the most confidence that Abe's going to do move the most of these NFT cigars. Well, the other thing, too, that I thought was interesting, and I, was it Pete who said it? or I can't remember. One of, one of them brought it up yeah. when they were on the show. Because somebody asked about the Pale Horse, which also comes with each one. But you only get one. You only get, is it like one bundle of 15 or something like that? Yeah, it's a throw-in with that. I don't think there's anything really... Just makes it a little more attractive. And, and guess what? Whoever gets these guys sell these for $75 a stick, right? Before you do that, go read the review on Cigar Coop or the Pale Horse. Sorry, Pete. It, it didn't do that good on Coop, so I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> so I think it's a nice thing, but I didn't think it was a great cigar. Well, I guess we already know how Coop feels about it, but I was going to say... It wasn't, know, a bad, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad cigar, okay? But it wouldn't be one I would chase down for $75 is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe an anarchy... Even an anarchy is high, but I would just say the Pale Horse is not something I would be worried about missing, in my opinion. It just wasn't – it was okay. It was – it was. You know, it smoked like an 8 or $9 cigar is, is what I was just going to say, which is nothing wrong with that. I just didn't – I think it was a nice throw-in. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't – I wouldn't again. Uh, but people like to chase the Golden Goose sometimes. There's a market for it, right? There's a market for it. Right. There is a market for it. Uh, but that's going to be so – I mean, I guarantee you – Someone's gonna try to move those bundles at a ridiculous amount. That 15 count bundle. If you're a retailer, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna try to move that thing for a thousand dollars, because it's it's rare and they're not making it again. Yeah, those so only got a one time run. Those are not continuous. Like, look, that's why one of the brands where you can get away with that with, because it's an established Buckle Flores. It's an established brand, you know. Um, time will tell. Time will tell. Um. Hold on one second. I just got to fix my hat. I had like a little, little like dollop of hair like hanging out under my hat. It was just annoying me. Yeah. I would have given Jay mine for $50, by the way. For free. I, I would give it to you for free, Jay, the ones I had. I smoked them, though. And I yeah, Jay, Jay said, I paid $50 for a pale horse a few years ago. I didn't like it as much as the chase for it was great. I, uh, I got one at the dinner. And then I got my hands on another one. So, <laughs> um, but not again. Not, not, that's a great thing to have it like a dinner like that. You know, the, the red meat love is not the red. The uh, uh, yeah, the red meat love is dinner. It was yeah. So uh, it's that's a good. That's a that's what that's that's what's good for. You know, it's good. It's a good event cigar. It was. Uh, and like I said, I think this. You know, obviously there's gonna be someone. It's a very rare tattoo cigar to get. So there's some. There's gonna be some value on it. So that may, maybe some people will really like it. You know. So let me ask you a question. So people can say what they want about these NFTs, right? Right. Um, Mark, just text Nic- You want to see the baby? Just text Nicole. Live, we're, we're live streaming here, guys. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, you know. Um, sorry. <laughs> He's like looking at me like that. And I'm like, um, what are you doing? Oh, thanks, buddy. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Matt, if you gotta go change a diaper, I'll, I'll cover things. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Nicole needs a break there. So it's Nicole's yeah. cousin Mark. He just, I, it, oh. it's okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So here's the thing: people can say what they want about these NFTs, right? Um, but what I think is interesting was LFD sold theirs. They made money, and it was great. So far, these Tatawahi ones are showing they're gonna sell, they're gonna make money, and they're gonna be great. Um, oh, and Carney, actually, Carney's here with us. Crypto wasn't required for the golden NFT either. So thank you, Yeah, John. it's a prop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, LFDs was successful. They, LF, L, as a manufacturer, you know, they, they're the ones who get the, the winning bid money, right? I mean, there's some probably some costs with the auctions. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they, they, they keep that. Platform. And then they keep the money from the cigars that they sell to the holders. And the same thing with Tatuaje, Smoke-Ins, Anarchy 1. The Smoke-In ones... Are also so far they're selling for huge chunks of money. Guess what? When money's being spent in our industry, guys, it's a good thing. So money is being spent. So at the end of the day, it's good for us. It's good. So at the end of the day, you know, the manufacturers are still selling these. Yeah. So the question is, you know, last year it was all right. Who does it next? Okay, Pete and Abe. Now who does it? Because I know. That a third person's coming out with uh, with something like this, and they might put their own spin on it because everyone wants to do something different. Yeah. But the core concept, you know, for the most has worked so far for the most part. But who who does it next? And we had this conversation last year, so now yeah. let's have it again. So who does it next? You know, do we see one of the big guys do it, like Drew Estate? I mean, Drew Estate. I mean, you're telling me you couldn't do one of these with a Liga Pravada that you can only get through this. They have, they have certainly, well, they certainly have the arm to do it with uh, Subculture Studios. Yeah. Uh, they so get they the art the, and all that. And yeah. Jonathan Drew, I mean, that's his thing. Yeah. That's his thing. I, I, would, I, I, I could see it. I could see Jonathan putting a completely different spin on this. That's what Jonathan does. Paul uh, beat us to I it. See, When's the Dunbarton NFT happening? Imagine if, they did, imagine if Steve did a Dunbarton NFT. I'm telling you, he just people. Was, it'd be interesting to see how that would go, right? I honestly, don't know how it would go. honestly, Steve is not, and I love Steve, but re- realistically, I mean, Steve, I don't think Dunbarton is quite as big. Yeah. But I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a surprise one. He could pull it off. He could, yeah. and I think people, and I think I think people would come out of the woodwork, yeah. and would go after. A Dunbarton NFT. I really do. I mean, just look at how people yeah. like he puts out. Yeah. He puts out cigars. And they're fucking gone. Yeah. Like I, I have, I have three in mind that are right at the top of my head. Okay. Dav- besides George State, that was the fourth. Uh, Davidoff. Right. So that would be the first one to do it. Um, the second one to do it would be um, Cohiba, in the U.S. with General. Yep. On the Cohiba brand, and the third one would be Cohiba with Habanos. Would Habanos and do that though? I, I'm just saying they could. They could probably do it if they wanted to. They, they can auction off. They don't have to do an NFT. They could just auction off. Of, you don't have to do an NFT with this if you think about it, right? If you you just you just forget the cryptocurrency thing. Just just bid on it like a personal seat license, right? Um, it's true. You know the, the, the yeah. I mean, what I would like to really see with this, right? I'd like to see someone do this. And I know this is about making money. I would like to see a big charitable component with some of this, where where this is being used not only to you want to make some money on this, fine, but a portion of this goes to and and if, and if any of these NFTs are doing this already, please let me know. But I'd like to really see this 
for a cause. You know, you know, you know how that would go down. If, if, if Arturo Fuente. And I'm not begrudging anyone who didn't do that. Yeah, for the Charlotte Car Charlotte Charity Foundation. They would. I could see. That's them what it would that. be. Yeah. They would do it. Yeah. And they I, would do it with an Opus X, and all the money would go to CFCF. And I think that'd be great. They could. That, that maybe. Yeah. Maybe they do do that. Um, and I'm not, I'm not begrudging anyone not to make money. So, cause I said, this is all about money, but it would be a nice thing because to see some of these, when some of this money goes, you know, I see people bid on the stuff at Pro, at Pro, uh, Pro Cigar and Habanos for, for charities. This wouldn't be a bad thing to, to have a component for that. And I think we'll see something like that down the road. Um, well, it won't be Habanos because Habanos is, they wouldn't do charity. <laughs> <laughs> they do charity. They do charity. They do, but it's for their charity. It's for them. For them. I'm talking <laughs> right, about real them, charity. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It all goes to, to Caesar down there, right? But uh, but no, I, I would. I think Davidoff's an interesting one because I think they have partners uh, in in this space, like with the humidors, and you know they do those basket weaving. You know those ones with the yeah Mac. I don't know what it's called. They have a lot of things that they can do with with that, and it's a global brand, right? So I I can see Davidoff doing it um, as as a as a big you know thing with that too. Um, but I would not rule out like you know General's kind of funny, right? And and SCG I'm talking about, and they would do with Cohiba. They we know the brand they do it with. They tend to kind of see something and then try to get in on it, right? And I'm not I'm not a really shy to say this, right? So. I could see them looking at the Cohiba brand and saying, "We got, we got freaking Cohiba here. It's, a, it's, a, it's our flagship line in the portfolio. Why, why aren't we trying to do this?" Right? He's just all, and we. Oh, by the way, we have a much bigger arm than Abe and than uh, LFD, right? Why can't we make the, Why can't we bring in a million dollars, right? So, um, I, I, like I said I, that's the one I would see uh, most likely to do it. Bear, uh, I had to guess the ball. Bear made a comment here. Arturo Fuente and Jason Newman's charitable work may be second to none in the industry, but they aren't the only cigar company that does awesome charitable work. No, no but I would, we I didn't think, say that. I don't think it was. I don't think it was saying that. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's just that's just like the, the that's just I think one of the first big ones yeah. that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. And and look, this. But is I not agree with you, Bear. LFD. I agree. This is I not agree. begrudging LFD, Tatawai, and uh, Abe because these guys do a lot of give back into this. They industry. do. So I, I'm not at all judging that. I think God bless them that they're all making money with it. But maybe at some point this could be a campaign for something, you know, a campaign revolving around. That's all I'm saying. But I don't begrudge anyone for doing making money on it. I want hey, to be you know very, what? very clear on that. It's like I said before. It, it would be it would be a different spin if, if you know for the for the next person or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Oh, we're gonna do something more towards charity with it, and that's how. Yeah. But again, because people can keep doing yeah. this, and and I and I think people yeah. will. I think you'll see another one like this come out. And but it's an idea, and I think it's 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 one of those things that someone could be like, "Oh, how do we do it different?" Well, our thing is yeah. we're trying to do some charity with it. That's just another way that you know someone positions yeah. it, which I think we, could we, still yeah. happen. We should point out that Selected Tobacco and United Cigars did give money to Cigar Rights of the World for that. Yep. They did a so so I want to make that very. They already did it, so I think I, I and that's just something I thought of. So I. I, they have done that part already. Um, I'm not sure what Cigar Rights of the World is at this point, but it's not dead is what I'll tell you either. So, um, you know, they, they did something. That was the whole intent of that. They, they gave the money to Cigar Rights of the World. So they did do that already. But, again, there's a little difference, like you said. So I, but I don't want to forget that piece. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, Bear, yeah. Bear, Bear said, why doesn't the CRA get into this? Speaking of charity. 
Interesting. Well, I think CRA's got um, enough on that plate right now. Yeah. But, but like, they have to like, – look, I'll be honest. And I had to talk with – I talked with CRA this week, by the way. Um, they need to figure out how – and I've told them this. I said, I should have to read about the sampler packs from another media brand. It's what I told them. I, and I had a very frank – I said, you should have every media site promoing those sampler packs, which are a huge fundraiser for that. And try to get as much reach as possible with that. So they, 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 they took the feedback. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, the, Cig- the Cigar Rays of America is also the one that sent out the press release after the meta ruling saying that they were the only ones that put all the money in to do all the work. Well, you know, I wrote in my article, which came out since the last show, and I said basically the industry is more divided than it was when this lawsuit started. So this is a good time, guys, to start mending fences and uh, put egos aside here. And I know there's some very – this is sensitive to a lot of people who did give money, so – but, you know, and I, I just, yeah. I know. You know and look, and here's yeah, the thing. I, I want to be, be very, we know the story. We know who, we know there's a smaller group of companies that did give a lot of this money. So we want to be very clear. But, you know, a lot of those companies kept quiet about it, too. So, um, you know, maybe you got to be more open. Like, my advice to them is be a lot more open. If you, if you paid a, uh, wrote a big check, don't be ashamed to say you wrote a big check here. Because, we, because everyone will thank you guys for writing that big check. Yeah. I'll be, uh, yeah, there's there's things I, I get it. I get it. Like a company doesn't want to say they wrote a big check to this charity sometimes. I get that. But in this case, this was for an industry fight. I, I have no problem if, if company X Y Z wants to say we wrote a hundred thousand dollar check. I have no problem. And guess what? I'll cover that. You know, that's important. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, my only other point I wanted to make was I know that everybody was involved. I know everybody made it happen. I'm sure some maybe did a little bit more than others, but well, I don't, th- I don't, people, I don't think that more, matters. Some people a lot more than others, is what I'll say, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw, I saw but, you know, Matt, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, look, I'll say this. If you took the time to go to Washington and sit in, in a meeting, thank you very much. Yes. I, 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 I tip my hat to you. But, again, I don't, you know, if you contributed, I want to know how you contributed, you know, is what I'm just saying. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fair. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. There was some... Um, I'm going to cut I'm gonna cut this LFD now. I'm going to smoke this because this is... This, by the way, this Oro Oscuro. Oh, this 20 this is, is amazing. This is smoking. It's just rich tobacco flavor I'm getting from it. Oh. I'm getting, man, I'm getting this thing all the way down to the, just about yeah. nothing. I, I yeah, you, I yeah, I was slow smoker. I didn't take a second cigar, but I'll have some here. I can pull uh, out some. There was something that we were gonna definitely talk about this week. I'm already blanking. We talked about it yesterday on the phone. I don't I don't remember what it was. Fuck. Well, Matt, you, you, you're the young guy. You're supposed to remember this stuff. I'm I know. Well, it's stuff. it's been a busy week. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no. Let me. I, I uh. I just want let me go back to my news. Uh, maybe it was there was no news this. Week. It was a dead week for news, <sighs> by the way. It was a dead. Oh, but you know what? Did you? I gotta make this comment. Yeah. Have you been following the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival? No, because I've been in the hospital. So <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm gonna just say. Okay. Today, very busy day for all the cigar companies at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. Thank. It worked hard. Yesterday, going on the brewery tours around the city, for some of them. I'm sorry, you guys took the day off. <laughs> I, I, there's no way I'm going to tell you that. You took the day off for brewery tours. 
I saw half the industry on this brewery tour stuff yesterday. I'm like, guys, you took the day off. Just admit it. Because I made a comment to Terrence. It's like, not a lot of cigars being sold there. And by the way, I was told this from people who were at Rocky Mountain that, yeah, people take the day off to go on the brewery tours. So, with the dojo guys. So, I'm going to be, oh, I, I, I want to I hold that topic for next week with Kevin, who is out there right now. By yeah. And that's a, I do want to have a conversation with Kevin about that. I mean, I'm, I'm interested about the festival itself. So, um, uh, we're going to be doing tomorrow night on Bear Show. We're going to be doing the uh, the Appalachian uh, mountain version of this festival. <laughs> so I we saw gonna, that. I saw the that. Ha- we're calling it the Half yeah. Appalachian. We'll get into that tomorrow. So we're going to have our own little festival tomorrow, uh, and we will be working tomorrow on that. So. I so, did uh, see that. that but is, yeah, let's hold cool. the Rocky Mountains piece for Kevin because Kevin may be able to give me a lot more insights into this. And by the way, I am having a little fun with this. I know that part of the cigar industry is um is relationship building and, and that does you know pe- going on a tour with, with your customers isn't a bad thing either. so i am kidding a little about it so uh but yeah don't yeah it, it was a day off for you guys i look at it <laughs> <laughs> you know but today these guys work very, these guys work really hard today so i'm not talking about today rocky mountain is one that i think we'll get to eventually but um those guys are great guys. I'd love to go out there and support. It's been a timing issue for me. Yeah, but it, it's uh, just—it's always been because it, it's like right because it, it's not right after, but it's it's after the trade show and then, you know, scheduling. I mean, it's, and especially you know, quarter one next year, really gonna suck. It's everything going on, and there's so many things I want to get to, but I can only get to. So yeah, much. It, 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 yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, but like I said, if there's one I want to go to and support the guys who do it, it's it's. Uh, the smoker friendly guys were great guys. They've always reached out to me and they want me to come. And um, they have, they said, we'll accommodate you however you need to be accommodated. So believe me, it's not that I'm blowing you guys up. It's just been a timing. It's it is a timing issue. Yeah, issue. that's what and it is. Lately, for me. I've, had to be a, I've had to be a lot more sensitive with my time lately. So, um, I'm but just, you know, I just got. But yeah, with the with the trade show leaving July, you know, it, you it get everything done things. at the beginning of the year, and then by the time you get to August, it's like, well, I haven't really gone anywhere in a while, so. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a big. That's gonna be big. But then, you know, I'm not gonna have to blow half my vacation before April next year. Uh, if I do the if I do the vacation with my wife, that's gonna be tough next year. So uh, if we go to Austria, so um, that's why you know I don't know if I could do it next year either. But there's gonna be a future to go there, and and I will make it out there someday. So uh, um, you know, like I said, um, the you know the big Herf events thing are they're great. To see our people and every like our people in the industry, but they're not essential. To, they're not a thing that I have to really cover, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to like the festivals, there's some cut level coverage. It's not heavy, but you know, when you go into the factories, there are things you can report on in the factories. So uh, I think like you know, Patrick and I were talking about this on half uh, uh, when he was on the other night on our show. And, you know, Patrick made some very interesting observations in the factories uh, that um, he reported on. Like, the big thing, he, the age demographics, like, he's noticed the factory workers are getting younger. You know, yep. so little things like that we're able to report on with that. You know, I know there was one year I reported that the Reyes is growing Dominican broadleaf and stuff like that. So so there are things we could report on with that. But a consumer event is, what are you going to report on? Well, the food was good. Even oh, Look, I love great smoke. But whatever. The food was good. Yeah, I hung out. I got my picture taken with oh. Steve Saka. You know, and it's like, you know, either people, and guess what? People really don't want to read about that stuff. So, uh, is what I found. So, they're like, 
They're like, yeah, here's your media guys again getting free cigars. You know, so. I think I remember. I think I remembered. Uh, I'm gonna. Ha- I'm, I'm gonna send you a message really quick. Okay. Sorry, I hate to do it like this on the air, but I also want to make sure. Okay. We're in the right spot here. Um. I think that. Yes. I think that's. I think that's what yes, it was. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And you can go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I mean, we'll be. We'll be. Cool. But yeah. Because um, this came up on my show. This came up on my show on Thursday. Night. So the other, the, I remember what it was. The other thing we were going to talk about, and I was going to talk about this with you. Um, so I did kind of like my, in kind of like my formal wrap up. I, th- I think there's yep. still a couple of things on the PCA we're going to put out, but for the most part, the bulk of our coverage has been completed. So right. I did, I did kind of this like you know final thoughts thing, um, which most of the other media sites have done. I think you've done and Half Wheel's done. Yep. Just kind of like bullet yep. points of like just overall things. And yeah, one you didn't put five thousand words like me, luckily, though. <laughs> well, you know, good for I, you. By the way, good for you. I'm I'm praising you on that. And I one of the Which things I put too, I had too many. I had too many. Go ahead, it's all right. Sorry. I had too many words. It's all right. Yeah. You still got too many words. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> exactly, I did. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You talk. It's okay. Uh, so no, but one of the things I I put in there, I think, was the, probably the thing I wrote the most about, which. Then, you know, I heard I got a lot of feedback on, obviously. What a surprise. Was I talked a lot about the PCA doing media and how, you know, as media, it's being taken and perceived. And I know that there's a lot of other media who feel kind of the same way that I do. And I don't think everyone's speaking out about it for what reason. I think I had no a couple, but it doesn't matter. I say what I want to say because... I want to, and I can, and it's my website. I'll do what I want. Um, but you know, I like to, I like to just put it out there, and I try to do it. Look, whenever you be negative about something, people are always gonna assume you're being a dick. But I try to always put it in a position where it's like I'm just trying to put my whole case out there and explain and just back up, you know, why I say what I say. Like, oh, well, the PCA is doing media, and I don't think it's great for the media. I don't just write that and, like, walk away. I'm like, well, you know. Uh, and, of course, people are going to argue with you and people are going to disagree with you. But if you're not doing media, then you're never really going to get it. You know, you can try You can try to explain why you think it's one way or the other. But, you know, it's – for me, one of, the, one of the biggest thing. one of the biggest things is, you know, Coop and I and Charlie and, um, you know, developing pallets – you know, we all pay dues to the PCA, which we gladly do because it supports the industry, as has been demonstrated in the last few weeks. Um, but at the end of the day, we're paying an organization who's now competing for stories against us. And then you got people like, well, that's what media does. And it's like, yes, that's what I do with Coop and what Charlie does with me, but not what we should be doing with the PCA. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's it's just it, it doesn't really sit well with most of us on you know having competing stories from a trade organization. Um, and Coop, Matt, I, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question here before you go on. Hmm. You don't have to say you don't have to say specifically. When you say you got feedback on this, did you get it from the PCA, a retailer, or a manufacturer? In terms of people who like were disagreeing with comment, what I said? Well, who said yeah, where well, they pushed back on you after because you said you got feedback on this. So I'm not asking you to name. If you don't want to name PCA, that's fine. But it was a retailer or manufacturer who said this is my is my question. I'm just curious where where these where was the customers who made the feedback. I'm Some, just kind of curious, go consumers. 
um, there was a few consumers, which don't okay. get me wrong, I love and appreciate. Right. But respectfully, mm-hmm. it's difficult for those people to understand because they're not doing it every day. Because yes, I agree. They yeah, have to, I agree. Yeah, you, they like I like from the outside it may seem one way, but when you're doing this right. every day and you're and you're just in this circus, mm-hmm. it, it and you have and you have skin in the game, you know, and there's money that you've spent to do what we do. Um, it's different. I have heard from some retailers, and I heard from one person from the PCA, which okay, I haven't followed up with to see if. But that's irrelevant. You're, you're a little busy. You're a little busy this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, um, but you should follow up with that PCA by. You should absolutely follow that up. You, you owe sure. it to them to do that. Yeah. Sure. You owe that part to do it. Oh, yes. and I did hear from a manufacturer. I did hear from okay. a manufacturer. Right. Um, who? It's. How do I want to say this? I won't name names, but I had a manufacturer come to me and say. Um, it's, <laughs> it's not the PCA that you should point the finger at. It's the person doing it for the PCA, essentially. No, no, he's a good, he, he someone's, someone's got to be directing him to do this. Like, like if I, if my boss, if I'm spending time on making a report for something that has no value to my business, like, in, like my boss is going to say something to me. Right. So in the end, if someone's doing activities on the clock, they should be questioned on what. Okay, what's the value bringing in for these activities? So I don't agree with that piece. I don't agree with that piece. By the way, with, with, with people said. I think the person's doing. What, yeah. What they know to do because they already come from media. Yeah. But at the same time, my argument was, but that person was hired by the PCA to do a task. So maybe they're not calling every shot. But I think that the intention was made clear, like, you know, this is what we want you to do. That's kind of how I interpret it. Yeah. Um, let me, let me, because I have some opinions on this, right? And yeah, I haven't yeah. really talked about the opinions on it. So let me just talk about the context that Patrick brought this up on in the media. And we, we were saying it wasn't really a press conference, right? Yeah, because you guys talked about this on your show, right? Patrick, yeah, I asked Patrick about this, right? And Patrick was like, by the way, and he was well. And his issue was specifically around Nova Cigars, and I'm going to say this one because it was said on my show, mm-hmm. that Nova Cigars basically sent cigars to the PCA for review and sent all the information about those cigars to the PCA for review, bypassing the media, right? So with the that, intent I mean, of having a media coverage. Right. And the pro- Okay, with the intent of having media coverage. Now, who's the blame on that one? Should Nova have gone to the media? Should PCA have said, hey, are you sending this here? That's not important, but the point is they took that story and ran with it. And I had to make a priority decision at the trade show this year of what booths to go to. And I wanted to go to the Nova booth so bad. I had to make a decision. They bypassed the media here. I like I got to go to companies that did not bypass media and were working with us. So it was not a good thing. And by the way, it did take a story away from us. No matter how you look at that, that story, that, that story got taken away. And I, okay. So why, why is that okay to do is my question. And what's the end value of that, right? And the question is, will more companies start to do that, right? Um, I think there's a business conversation that needs to happen from both the media brands, which I'm planning on having a business conversation on this with, with charts and 
explaining our, our business model. And I think PCA needs to explain why this is good for their business to do it as well. That, those conversations have not happened. That is why I've been very quiet. I just want to know I've been publicly quiet on it because I believe those conversations need to happen. Matt, I'm not trying to criticize you. But no. I, I told you, I made, I made that decision that I'm going to do that, and I've changed direction on this since the trade show. I, I did talk to them privately on this and told them I agree with Patrick. Just, you know. But because um, even Patrick was surprised I didn't speak up on that. But I'm like, yeah, there was a couple of other incidents that happened too. But I, okay, so I'm going to tell you my business model and explain to you how this is damaging my business model, okay? Which I think I, I have, you know, and that needs to be articulated in a very crisp way. And I think PCA needs to go, okay, here's why this is good for our business. And, and let's, let's get this on the table and explain the issue uh, right now with it. Because right now, I think there's a clear disagreement with some of the leading media people and, and PCA on this. So that's why I've held back on this. Um, I need to understand where they're coming from with this, and I don't think I have that, that clarity yet. That's well said. Yeah. That's why I think it's important you have that, PC, that conversation. I will be having a conversation with the PCA. I've been working on a PowerPoint deck to kind of explain the whole business model of Cigar Coop and explain you know, how we work and how like, we're, we're, the, like, we're very news-driven and stuff like that. Um, and I'm gonna explain that to them, and I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show them. Okay, this is where it hurts us. Okay, and this is where it, it, it makes our costs go. But Patrick had a totally valid point in that that meeting, and I, I and I applauded him for speaking up on that. Um, and Antoine was in that meeting. Antoine's the resource we're talking. Antoine's a great guy, by the way. I he like is. Antoine a lot. Right. He's a good guy. Um. Yeah. Don't but get it twisted. I, this conversation, I need. I need to have this with board members. This presentation and with the executive, the executive team at, at PCA. They need to see this. This PowerPoint, I need to. I may even need to go to Washington and actually do it in person, so I make sure I have their attention in a room. Because I don't want to do it on a Zoom and then have nobody's attention. I don't want to send a PowerPoint deck out to them and it doesn't get read. So actually, that that's how I'm actually thinking of this right now, um, to do this, right? Because um, and I haven't talked to PCA about doing this yet, by the way. Just so you know, so if they're hearing this, they could, you know, we could talk about. It. But I want to understand there, and I want them to explain it to me as well, um, on that, you know. Because I think it's a valid. I think media has a valid gripe here. Do I think that Antoine reprinting a press release is hurting me? No, but there's specific there's specific cases where it has hurt us, and that Nova one was a big example of that. And at that point, I'm like, do I spend the time now chasing down this Nova stuff? Well, I looked at it, I'm like, Nova is probably not getting me the traffic that I could spend time chasing down. Um, Oliva stuff, you know, that's kind of because Oliva, you know, I'm just looking at, I look at it like that. I'm like, is my time really valuable now following up with um, uh, Leo on that stuff? And nothing against Leo, but, but I, I can't say it was at that point to get that story. I, I, I would have had to do a lot more work at this point. And guess what? Someone else already had it, the PCA. So why would I spend the effort to do that is my point. You bypassed, you went and bypassed. Past me. Do I think it was intentional? No, I don't think it was an intentional move. I think that this is people not understanding our business. I think and, so. Yeah, and, and Dan, Dan's right. You got to seek first to understand this, and I think it's a more complicated issue than. And, and like I said, I have not heard them give at the now at the meeting. I don't feel that PCA gave me their business reasons, and I think you could agree with that. Yep. It was like it was all the reaction was like, well, you know, this is we're trying to reach out to people. Okay. How is how is how is bypassing your media partners here? That's where I think these are hard questions that need to happen in a room face to face. So, and that's why people ask me why I've been quiet. That's why I've been quiet on it. Um, and that was just my call to make it because I really Dan's back. I want to seek to understand this, and I want them to understand where we're coming from.
this is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but I you have a right, Matt. You have a right to write what you did, by the way. Yeah, you I mean, every right. You had every right to write that. Um, and Patrick had every right to say something at that at that meeting that day. He had yeah. every right to do that. Yeah, and you know, well, at the same time, it's like people could say, like, "Oh, well, the media had you know fair chance to speak about." They didn't the have meeting. fair chance. They did have to have a fair chance with that. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, yeah. and I can tell you that the topic of conversation it's with my fellow media people, it's all that was talked about after the press conference. So I think in time you're going to hear more about it. And I think like with Coop just said, I think is one of those ways, but yeah, I mean, it's this, and there's some other things that have been talked about um, on the media front with PCA recently that have been rumbling around that. um, I don't know. Yeah. What were you going to say? We could say it because I think it's you know it's been said in the media, right? It hasn't been Go said in, in a com- tell us. Well, you well you had the conversation. You had the conversation with this person. I didn't. So, uh, but I'll 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 tee it up for you because I don't have a lot more because I didn't have. Is the idea of having media row again has come up? Oh, uh, I thought that was you who had the conversation. No, what someone had a conversation with someone about that. I don't think that was me because I heard okay. about that from you. Okay, then someone had a conversation. I don't remember who it was with someone uh, on that. Um, so, you know, I, but I've heard rumblings. And I, like I said, I was told this, that, that they're looking at Media Row. And here's, I, here's my, I'm going to just say what my answer because I've said this publicly on many, many shows over the years. If Media Row is there, we will not participate. It will be the first thing because, again, um, we want to be on the floor covering people at the booth, vibe of the show. Seeing the product, right? Because we're product-driven coverage, right? But I will tell you, if we start getting pushback from manufacturers saying we're not going to take a uh, appointment with you at a booth, you have to go to this this row, we're going to have to reconsider what we're doing with the show going forward. I mean, there's just no way uh, I'm going to ever take not be allowed to go in a booth. And I'm worried that could happen with this. Um, this is not the Super Bowl, okay, guys? I hear everyone wants to complain about the media road the Super Bowl. This is not... The Super Bowl, okay? This is the PCA, all right? And guess what? Media people are allowed to go in and watch the game, okay? And they're allowed, there's people who are out on the field to do, you know, there's a certain amount of reporters who have credentials to go on the field and do interviews. Um, you know, it's different. You know, like I said, I have, I, have, I have other platforms that I can, I don't really need to get five minutes where I'm not seeing the product with anyone. And I'm, I'm, I'm right next to a competitor who's, who's probably asking similar questions here. So what I'm saying is I would have to reconsider. If I saw that be a problem, I, I wouldn't participate in the media row, but if it started to be a problem entering booze, that's when I have to reconsider what I'm doing. Is what I I'm agree. Saying. Because I'm going to tell yeah. you what's going to happen right now. If, if, if it comes down to that and it's like, okay, well. you know, I don't think it will happen, by the way, because they've tried this a couple of times. I've heard it suggested, and it gets shot down by everyone. So I don't think it will happen, but it's come up again this year is, is what I heard. Well, here's the other problem, too. You're telling me that, you know, several high-profile manufacturers are going to take the time to leave their booth for an hour or two each day to go and talk to the media? Well, they'll argue that Pravada did it this year. And they did. And by the way, Pravada, I'm not knocking them. They did did a nice job with their coverage. But I thought the Pravada coverage was lacking because it did not have the vibe of the show at the booth. It was like you you were in this little studio having a one on one. Which I get there's some value, but 
people want to hear about the show. They're not looking at the one-on-one interviews. We have the podcast to do one-on-one interviews. And, like, all the videos have been done. Smoking tobacco, how about that cigar, the half-wheel videos, my videos, dojo. They all have an element that, um, look, I wasn't a fan of the dojo uh, TikTok stuff this year. But guess what? They got hits on it, and it gave them a different, gave people a different perspective of the show from the floor. And I give them a lot of credit for that, right? So not my thing, but that's fine. Bear did. Bear was great on our team. He combined uh, what's going on at the show to themes that were going on, and he was just able to adjust things. And like, and and if he wasn't in the booth, I, I guarantee that it would not be the same product we had. The fact he was in the booth made a huge difference. I don't think they would ever ban us from coming in the booth, but my problem is the manufacturers may push back on that, saying, well, why am I going out here, and then I have to have you guys come in the booth? That's why I'm concerned if that happens. That's why uh, that's a big, you know, I don't think, I, it, this has happened three or four times, it's been suggested in the past. It never goes anywhere. But I still think it's a topic to bring up and make our feelings on it. I think Dan Thompson agrees with us, based on his, com- based on his comments. Yeah. The, the NFL yeah. is one of you the know, most unique wrote, media environments I, I in the world. A, I wrote an article a few years ago on Coop. And, you know, it's all about, like, well, why do we, why do we go to, P, why does media go to PCA, right? I'm going to tell you, the, the roots of this happened about when I was first starting out in 2008 when Facebook was starting to come up, right? What happened is people started putting pictures up at the booths, right? These booths pictures are not the Rocky Mountain tablecloth booths, right? They're, they're intricate booths. There's a theme. There's a vibe going on. There's products being displayed. And there was a there was a thirst to find out more information, and then I look at guys like uh, like Ben Lee, who was a pioneer and he was the first guy to do video, right? They they were doing video before anyone else was doing video. We're fortunate to have him. It started showing a different dimension. Guess what? People wanted to see this stuff. You had very good traffic this year. I saw your traffic. Uh, you know some of your you know at least some of the stuff that's been published, right? It had to be good traffic for you guys. This had to be a great venture that people would not have seen any other way. From a from a Super Bowl row. No, yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, people want to see stuff on display. I think yeah. even if they're not there, I think yeah. people enjoy seeing that aspect of like, oh wow, like look at they have the stuff like on display, like it's special, like that's important, like oh wow, like Pete Johnson has you know stuff like in a in a glass display case, like oh shit, like. It's subconsciously in their mind, like, oh shit, like th- look at this, like look at this on display. Well, like, like Andy Green taking these are a big deal. They see it in a shop and they're like, oh man, like I gotta get those. That was like a big deal. Like I know because I've heard from people who will, like who ask me when they see the stuff that we post from the show, right? And they ask well, me like about Nick it. Perdomo- and, yeah. And then like it comes out in stores and and people rush to buy it because, you know, they see us see it all before it comes out, like not just someone talking about it. You know, they, they right. go to the articles, they see the photos, and they're like, oh, shit, look at that. You know, they don't want to, like, watch we just talked about my, we just about talked about like, We just talked about my father. Yeah, we just talked about my father, right? Yeah. Same Could thing. Could you have seen that without going into the booth? No. Especially considering that yeah. they didn't really talk about it unless you asked. So if I didn't walk in the booth and go, oh, what's this all about? Oh, well, yeah. You know, you ask them, what do you have coming out that's new? Oh, we got this, we got this, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. What about that? Ooh. Oh, yeah, well, we're doing that, too. Not... You know that they wouldn't, but like just as th- this companies out there that might like y- you see sometimes you you see stuff that they don't mention because maybe they forget about it or they, yeah. there's another release that they they really want to push and maybe the other release as well you know, but you know you got to see it and be like well what about this well why is this here oh well that's something we're doing, you know and you have to 
sometimes you got to feed them too, like on what to talk about. And you know, if you don't see what's there, you know, you, and they come to just talk to you, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Sometimes you uh, miss I, I can give you a ton of examples, right? So I mentioned my father. You would not have been able to see that, that, that humidor is in the glass cases without it. Nick Perdomo. Okay, he could have brought boxes over to, to Media Row, right? But guess what? Did you see how he had the boxes laid out like a, like a, like a retail display? And you looked at how that was, and, and it was, it was, it was it, eye-popping. Right? It was something that you could see yeah. very clearly. Yeah, very clearly. Andy Green taking us around the booths and showing us just how these colors, how the different colors with the, the La Roma de Cubas were meshing uh, with, with the other product. I mean, it was all these little things that um, – that's why we go to the show. It's not for me to get um, – because we have a podcast for one end, but the show is about showcasing – What's, what's being exhibited there? Getting a theme from that. And you know what? There's questions, and this is where I really give Bear a lot of credit. He knew to ask some questions on things that maybe weren't on display. And yep. uh, he did a really good job on it. McAuliffe, Dan. So did you notice that McAuliffe, they had all the black and gold in there? Yep. That tells me, wow, they're really pushing this branding with the black and the gold here. I don't know if I would have been able to see that as easily if I went if they came out there. So there's a lot of little things in there that make this um, – and I don't think the PC would ever tell us you can't walk the floor. I don't think they would ever do that. I just worry if if the mo- if they try to change the the coverage model, that it could have catas- it could have some effect if someone says we're not going to take time with you in the booth. Um, I think most companies would still take time, but I can see some companies not doing it. Um, yeah, so. I, I mean it's it makes it makes our job more difficult too. You know, you go around the booth and just to look at stuff, then you gotta like ask them about it later. Yeah. And you know, you Dan's right on that. Media Row is designed. Yeah, that's what Dan. Media Row also has a, a like, like there's always stories that break out at the Super Bowl that people are looking to capture on that Media Row. You know, um, it, it's not related to the end product of the game half the time. Yeah, I mean. I, I I go back to the same thing. Not going into the booth is just the biggest thing. I mean, or, and not having the experience in the booth. I mean, that, that's why you fucking go. I mean, I could have Michael Herklotz come on the show like he did last week and talk to me about Suma and be done with it, you know. But I go to the trade show to see it on display and yeah. to talk oh. about it and show it and yeah. show people, like, look, look what's coming out. Like this yeah. is this is it right here. Look at it on display. Isn't this cool? And then when it comes out to stores, it's like, oh shit! I remember that. I want that box. They call well, people like Jay Davis. I go, oh Jay, I, I saw I saw online that they got this. When when are those coming out? Can I get those? Oh, I love that box. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> That's that one snuck up on me. You know. Oh, I saw yeah. this. I saw this. Ferry Otago is coming out with this box of you know Suma. Yeah. Like, I, I I like I really want like. Can I get those? Like you know. It, that is real. Yep. I mean, people see things, yep. and they start calling the retailers for it. it, it, it it's what it, they, it's like the core. It's like the, it's the very core of why we do what we do. <laughs> I mean, it's, <coughs> it's media one hundred and one. I mean, it's, it's our job. You know. Excuse me. Not that the podcasts are not effective. They are because it's, it's because, a different. It's but a they different have a, platform. It's a different. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. <coughs> it's not just for announcements. We're, There's other things we get into. To, but the show we're is to a, cover it. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's just little things that all they all add up. I will tell you this. Um, so, you know, I had Steve Wilkes on our show back in, in July. 
He is the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, former head coach of the Panthers. I did talk to Steve's agent how I got on that show, and that was because I, I, got, I got connected with his agent. And st- his agent told me, we were just talking, he said, did you, you know, he said, he said, look, if you want to go to Media Row, he goes, I could probably make it happen, right, at the Super Bowl. He said, that's going to be a terrible place for you to go, is what he said. He said, there's other NFL things that go on that you could probably be better suited for. <laughs> he said, but that's going to get, a cigar discussion is going to get lost in there because it's such a niche product. And he's right. You know, so, that, again, the Super Bowl thing is just, it's a different, it's a different thing. It's a different animal completely. And, by the way, have you seen, like, I talk about book tours in the cigar industry. Like, when a company oh, yeah. goes on all these shows. Oh, yeah, I know. Have you seen those radio? Like, look, I listen to a lot of sports radio. I listen to like three or four different cities sports radio. I've heard the same interview with all these guys too. I don't want the same. We're trying to all get a unique <coughs> edge on that. Sorry, Jay Davis had said proves my point. Whenever Cigar Media posts something at the show about <laughs> a new product or program, my phone blows up, as it should. And if it does, it means we did our job correctly. Yep. I mean, I remember another one, the Illusioni booth last year when they when they did the new rebranding. Yep. People saw the rebranding in my article, right? But if you didn't see those products in person, you didn't get the same feel from it from a video or photos. You had to go see that thing in person because it just was an intangible quality. And you said, this is a good thing. This is not a bad thing. It was, you know, um, and it's worked out well for them so far. And I think, you know. So, like I said, I don't think this is something intentionally meant to keep the media out, but I am concerned that they may try to, you know, and the other thing that comes up all the time, Matt, and we've heard this, I lost a sale because of influencer XYZ. I've said this on the show. I've never heard of a retailer say they walked away from a booth, right, because a media person got in the way. If there was, please let me know. I'd love to talk to you anonymously. I'd love to have that conversation to understand it. And I've put, I've said this for six or seven years. Not one person has ever talked to me about it. So manufacturer or retailer, like, okay, if it's happened, I want to understand it. You'll have total anonymity. People, I think, could trust me on that. I won't give names, but I want to kind of understand the dynamic. How that? Because I don't believe that's happened. I think that, and in the end, like, I was talking, you know, on this with someone. In the end, it's a manufacturer's responsibility to boot someone out of the booth that shouldn't be there. It's not PCA's responsibility. It's your responsibility. You don't want to spend time with someone in the booth, and you, you boot them out, and you deal with the consequences if they're booted out. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard the same thing. I've had people say the same things to me. And, you know. I, I said, this one's been around for a decade. Yeah, like all the I know. I know. I know it's not new. Sale. I know it's not new. It's not new. It's not new. And by the way, if it was one sale, I'd like to understand. It's not a ton. It's it's such an easy excuse to do, right? Because you don't have to prove anything with it, right? But if there's someone, I really would like to understand. It goes back to dancing. I'm seeking to understand. I'm not going to write an expose on this. If I understand what happened, then I can have be more intelligently respond to when things happen like this to get the other point of view. No one has ever wanted to explain the other like. The people who are making these accusations have never once tried to explain how it's a problem. And instead, like, did you did you think at the PCA press conference, Matt, when Scott brought up the other media people, oh, it's not you guys, but he's telling us that, right? He put us on notice. 
like whether you realize that was putting us on notice, right? That was like, you guys better behave. That was that was how I took that. I'm like, if no one in the room was affected by this, why are why are they even bring it up? I also do think there is part of that that I think the I think that Scott and those other members of the board, like Jay, Jay's here with us. Jay, Jay's awesome, man. It's, I, I can always lean on Jay they, with stuff. Yeah, I think they, I think they do recognize. How do I say this? I think, I think they do recognize. To what you just said, I think they do recognize that there are some of us who, who they do know follow the rules because we do operate differently, and we do yeah. hold ourselves to a much higher standard of professionalism. So I don't think it's completely like a threat against us or whatever. But I also think it was like, you know, hey, like, because it was said yeah. like, well, it doesn't affect anyone who's in this room because if you're in this room, I, t I took it like, I mean, if you're in this room, it's because, you know, you're, you're serious I media. So, like, yeah. we're not worried about you. But we do know there's other people. I do think it's like, I mean, if any of you ever fucked around, like, you'd find out. But I don't. But at the same time, I don't think you will because we know who you are and how you operate. Yeah, here's what I would say. I made a mistake when that happened, right? And I actually was – I think I talked to Patrick about this off the I should have, at that point, said – and I didn't speak up on this, and I take full responsibility. Okay, Scott. Help me understand what happened in these cases. And no one did that, and I didn't do it either. So shame on me. Again, I didn't, I didn't take that step because I think that, I, it was a missed opportunity to understand if this really happened, okay? You don't have to get the cover. Like, take me through what happened here, okay? Because I'm sure – and if, by the way, if PCA can't take me through what happened here, then it's just – it's hearsay at that point. And it's, 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 you know, there was one year that was, they were accusing uh, a guy of stealing stuff from the booth. Like, they accused a media guy from stealing stuff. From the, and I know this media guy, by the way. He doesn't steal, right? But he, you know, he sometimes could be, the one media guy could maybe get a little aggressive sometimes. I get it. But, but then they, they, they basically were saying that people were stealing from the trade show. And, and oh, by the way, you know, that's not, I don't, I have never, I, look, I know retailers who have taken stuff at the trade show. I've seen it happen, right? We, we, you know. But again, it was well. I saw a media guy do it. It was like, well, is that hearsay? Okay, give me more details. And why wasn't something? If you saw a media person happen, why wasn't that media person disciplined? If if that happened, like, why didn't something happen with that? Is my question, right? So, you know, I I, I hear this, but then that, so that was my missed opportunity with that. I should I should have, and that, if this ever comes up again, I will guarantee you, I will be the first to speak on this. I, I agree. I mean, I haven't been as, around as long as you have, so I haven't really heard a lot of stuff like that. Um, not that I don't think it exists. I did see, I think, and I don't think it pertained to media. I think, I, I actually, I think it pertained to people who weren't even involved in the industry. But I don't know if you, you went by Greycliffe at all? Oh, I did not go to Greycliffe this year. Greycliffe had a sign. Uh, and Dan said, "Booth theft is real." By the way, it happened in the first. Hour oh, it happened. Show. It does happen, but they it immediately. Does. Yeah, it was. Who, it was how the accusations went that year when it happened. Greycliff had yeah. a sign at their booth that said, "Oh, like you know, keep an eye on you know, theft and it, and something about." I have to. We have a picture of it somewhere. I will have to find it. But something about actually, I know it's in my Dropbox. Um, 
and it said something along the lines of like last night, meaning like after the show was closed and people, you know, left the show floor for the night. Right. Um, you know, somebody has access to that show floor when we're not in there at nighttime and things get taken out of booths. So that's also a thing. And guess what? It has and nothing to do with us, it's but some, and guess what? But no it does, Matt, because sometimes we do we're on the floor a little later, okay? Uh but yes, we are. Yeah, that's you want to be careful. You want to be care- we're careful. Basically, you want to have an alibi where you are. <laughs> like most of the time, when we're we're at one booth, we don't move around the floor at that point. But, but, uh, but yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, you want to be a little careful with that too. I mean, you don't want to be wa- you should not be wandering the floor at like six thirty when these booths are unattended. I agree on that. Yeah, that's true. Because then you know, yeah, I, but at the same time, any like if I stay past closing time, it's because I'm in a booth. In the middle of a conversation, and like this, yeah, the show ends for the day. But guess what? I'm in a meeting yeah, with somebody, that, and I'm not just gonna get up and right. leave because that manufacturer wants me to stay there and talk to right. them. So right. I'm not gonna right. leave. And it was, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to the PCA too. I mean, I, it's it, business is business. I mean, yeah. If I'm there and they, they, they want to talk to me, I'm like, it's five o'clock. I gotta go. They're gonna be like, no, no, yeah. we're let's talk about this. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm not gonna wander around when it's empty because there's no reason to. Uh, and to be honest with you, if you're, if you're, you know, a real media person, you shouldn't even be there wandering around with nothing going on because you have hundreds of other things that you should be doing with that time. Yeah. So if you're wandering yeah. around at six thirty, then you're not really doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> By six thirty, uh, dude, I, I'm out. I got three things I got to do. So one more thing I want to mention, going back to the Antoine thing, because this came up with a few people. A few people said that said, and you probably saw these comments, and it was by more than one person, just, you know, you guys complain all these years that PCA doesn't have, a med- like, a media presence, right? Here they go and hire someone, and you guys are complaining about it, right? And I, and I, I saw this from several people, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. here's, the, here's the answer. There's media liaison, and then there's journalist. The PCA is not there to be journalists. They're there to have conduit to everyone else. Right. They have a media, media liaison says conduit, and if they want to write for their own magazine, you know, and stuff, they're not there. But you know, their own magazine is kind of again, it's 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 a trade publication, right? They're not there to be just because someone is in that role. It doesn't mean they're a journalist, okay? They should be communicating. Like, I'll give you a great example, Matt. Okay, and I, I, I'm going off here. I know, but when the New Orleans announcement was made, right? Yep. We got the press release, right, in the middle of the, uh, the, the breakfast. If they had a media liaison, what you do is you, send, you have the media liaison send that out at, like, 11 o'clock, right, and say, hey, at 12 o'clock, you guys can – this is a true press conference. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there as a community, and I'm going to have the right people there to, where you can ask these questions, right? That would be the job of a media liaison. Instead, what happened is I saw PCA write about this just like all the other media. There wasn't a media liaison. So there's a huge difference is what I'm saying. Yes, PCA needed a role as a media liaison. But what they don't need is – yeah, that's not what the media liaison – that doesn't mean a journalist where you're going and getting stories and and that people are working on for weeks. And now suddenly you see it on on my site and you decide you're going to report on it, right, which has happened, right? So – I mean, that's what I'm saying is a big difference here in terms of that role. And that's where it goes back. I need to understand this a lot more. So I found the thing I was talking about, not to, like, get off what you just said. Cause it's no, true. I'm done. I, 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 I talked more about this than I should have. But it came up the other night on my show, so I wanted to just say it. 
But I just because I, I wanted to read this. It said this is a sign that Greycliffe had at the booth this year at the show. Do not assume that your booth is safe. Please be advised that we had several boxes of cigars stolen from our booth last night. We have had boxes of cigars also stolen at previous PCA shows. In addition, we had over 20 Greycliffe watches stolen at a previous PCA show. Matt Booth had stuff stolen one year. Yep. It's happened. It's it's happened. Matt didn't go accuse anyone. Or he didn't accuse retailers or media of doing it, by the way. Uh, Matt was pissed. I could tell you a whole story. We can go on one time. Uh, Matt has jewelry lifted at the show. So, yeah, it is. And I think I don't have a problem with Greycliffe saying that, by the way. Just because um, they're trying to make they're trying to create awareness here, um, but you know you, you have to treat this. You have to have some security if you have valuables there. Just gotta say that. I don't know how they got Matt's jewelry because Matt does tend to be very locked down with his stuff too. So uh, oh yeah, jewelry I've seen. So I don't know how to ha- you know possible someone did Matt's that not a naive guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He, he yeah. Knows. And guess what? I'm sure it's possible that someone broke into the Great Cliff booth with that. And, broke a lock or something like that so um I'm, I, I think they're they're careful too so but i think that's not a bad thing that they did um you know like i said when when it happened and we heard this media guy was um was accused of this it's like uh and he's not in the media he's not in cigar media anymore uh, he's not a bad guy it's like yeah okay he was a little he's a little aggressive sometimes with, with, with trying to get a story but um not a thief this guy's not a thief by any yeah. means not a thief at all. Well, there's a lot of comments here. A lot of comments here. What's Jay saying right here? I hate to say, but we had a lot of guys do like Nick and Foundation is they use dummy cigars in their new boxes to deal with thieves. They end up stealing fake stuff. Now, I don't know how you do that for a $10 million McAuliffe ashtray. I think he meant it's up to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, it sucks when retailers steal well, like and that. They, and they had, they had a lot of security around those ashtrays, by the way. They did. They had a lot of security well, around those ashtrays. Does, if I don't know if it would have stopped uh, uh, a gang force from coming in and getting it, but they had security. You know, not for nothing, but it's like, what about what Drew Estate does? You know what Drew Estate does. Well, yeah. I mean, we just heard someone say that. They they put fake cigars in there. Not just that. They glue them into the box. And people have taken... I think Saka's glued it, and they've taken Saka's glued th- cigars. I, yeah. But it's even then, you take even then you take the box. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going you to rip them that, out? That's, like, a, tra- that's a general trade... That's not a cigar industry. I think it's a trade show problem in general of any type of expo. I'm sure this is, is not unique to our industry. Uh, but when you start accusing members of your organization of doing that, and by the way, a retailer should not be accused of taking anything either. If you if you see someone and you're thinking a comment that someone stole something, you better have a little evidence here to do it. And that's what I just don't think. I think we've just taken people. I think this industry has, has taken people's word uh, for verbatim, and, and there's no seek, there's no investigation done into this stuff. And if it has been, I'd like to understand it, by the way. Someone could contact me privately and, and, and tell me, yeah, there was an investigation with this. This is what we looked at. I'm not looking for names again, but, but yeah. I'm trying to – but I guess I'm tired of hearing this every year, and there's no evidence of it. It, it, it happened. If it happened – I'm not saying it didn't happen, but either it happened or it didn't happen. Oh, this is true. Oh, this but, is true. I and mean... by the way, I'm not, I'm not beating the – and by the way, I'm not beating the PCA up on this because they, they did a tremendous job with the show this year. And they have a lot on their plate with a very small staff. So, kudos to the PCA staff. I'm not trying to, but, but you know. 
Well, they you know, all have, have so many, kind of look at especially when the show is happening. There's so much going on too. I mean, it's hard to be all over everything. Scott Pierce is accessible the whole trade show. He is. You need to get hold of Scott Pierce. You, you text him. Like they've made access to the. This wasn't the case when uh, uh, Mark Purcell was running the PCA, uh, or um, the guy before Bill. I forget his name. IPCPR. Bill Spawn was running it. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, IPCPR. Mark. Mark. Bill Spawn and Mark Purcell were not accessible. I can tell you that right now. Um, Dawn, when she was there, was like was the only one who was somewhat accessible. Um, so. <laughs> You know, it, it's just, uh, you know, and there are people in the media who have exhibited bad behavior, okay? It, it, I'm not going to get them off the hook. We've talked a lot about the examples of bad behavior in the previous. You can only rehash it. There are media people who have done, not been good citizens there either. It's happened for many years. So we're not we're, But I think sometimes when these things get directed, uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there was a – hold on. Sorry, let me – I don't want that to open. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's, you know, not really a theft thing, right? But we've talked about in the past where, you know, media has been accused of, you know, going to the trade show just to trick-or-treat and take stuff. You know? Oh, that's where we go, right? We, well, not take stuff, but for free samples. We go for the free that's samples? That's where we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where we go. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. We're, we're only there for the free. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's a running you, joke, You want right? to know why I haven't gone? And by the way, you want to know why I haven't gone into your retail store? Because when I hear when any retailer said that. I will blacklist their store forever. And you know, and you know some retailers I've talked to about that. Oh yeah. You you do not you do not get a second chance at me. You say that, that's fine. I will never walk into your store. So Me too. Me too. Yep. yep. It, it's it's true. You know, there's there's no reason to accuse. Yeah, there's no reason to say that. You know, you want to say we don't belong for free sample, really? Okay, then fine, I don't need that I don't need to purchase from your store. So Well, you know, it's funny because They like to lay that blanket over everybody. But do you think that Charlie Minato and Brooks and all the guys at Half Wheel, I'm just going to use them as an example, right? Because do you think that they go to the trade show for free samples? They don't review free samples. They stop reviewing free samples. Like, even they don't read the ones that are sent to them. Like, I, I know this came up. Great job, by the way, by them. It may be something I go to at some point. I haven't gone to that mile, but we don't review trade show samples. Uh, we want to see, touch, and taste the product. That's a different story. I'll smoke that stuff maybe on a show, right? But, but I can tell you those guys. Those guys don't take free samples. They tell the companies, "Don't send the samples." <laughs> so I, I know that for a fact. Um, and I'll say something. I want to just say something about the half wheel guys. I know they're controversial, and I know you may not agree with what they write. I can honestly say that whole team has a lot of integrity. They have, uh, they've been professional, and you might not agree with what they write, but um, they have done a great job at covering this show for the past decade. So, um, and they, it, the amount of booze they covered in the previous years, it's, they have a well, they spend a lot of money to cover it. Um, you don't like what they write, that's fine, but don't take that out on them on the show for um, They've never charged into a booze, like, like some people have, right? So, um, they've never interrupted, I mean, I can tell you, we've, well, t- like, we have a good smile joke when we bump into each other at booze. And, uh, if they're there first, we, we leave them alone and vice versa. So these guys are professional there. If you don't like what they write, that's another story. That's a conversation. I agree. Uh, for another time. Yeah. That's I a agree. conversation for another time. You have a, yeah. I mean, I walked into a booth and Charlie was sitting with someone and I said, oh, I'll come back. And they're like, no, we're just kind of, you know, it's okay. And Charlie yeah, was like, I mean, yeah, they... sit down. And I was like, all right. And me and Charlie sat down and we, we talked in the booth. 
They, they have, yeah, they have, and, and I'll say this. The great people. I don't think I've had an iffy, I don't think I've had an iffy with any media person with that. Uh, ex- maybe one going back to the Scar Dave days. But okay. um, when he would just char- charge into a, and he would, he would charge into a booth. Uh, but for the most part, I can't think of anyone who, in the media, whether I like them or not, right, um, who I ever have had that, that issue with. Um, so... <clears throat> I think it's always been a two-way dance. It's always been a – you and I have been at the same booth a few times, and I'm like, hey, have at it, or you've said have at it with me. So, I, I, like I said, I don't think that's ever a problem. But I, but I, wanna, I do think there are half of the guys – and I, cause I had a great conversation with Patrick. I've had Charlie on. I know Brooks, so you know, you know all these guys. They, they have a lot of – you know, don't get on them for how they cover the show because they do a good job with it. And, and that includes the PCA. I know they've written things that you don't like, and I, that's certainly an issue you can address with them, by the way. That's certainly a valid you but that's, but you know, they should be allowed to cover the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, I'm getting caught up on the comments here. It was well, it was before my time, but I believe brands used to push back on half wheel being allowed into trade shows. They absolutely paved the way for it. Yeah, I mean, Coop's in that boat. Um, Coop's been around. So, too. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Danny, it's a great point. You know. When we started covering, when I started covering the trade show, and I'm going to say 2011 was my first trade show, because 10, I was there as a, a buyer, so I don't really count that. Um, what I discovered is a lot of companies didn't really understand what we were doing. Okay, and this goes back again, understand. So who are these guys? Like you're the damn bloggers. Why are you here? Like why could you possibly be here? And and what's the logical thing that comes to mind? Well, they want free samples, right? So I think what happened is, and I'm going to give a half, I'm going to put half wheel Stogie review, Stogie guys, myself, um, then the Dojo guys came on. I think as this stuff started, like as we started covering it, we saw more doors get open. You know, a great example is Alec Bradley. For years, I tried getting into the Alec Bradley booth. I couldn't get anywhere with that, right? And then, you know, that started to, to peel the onion a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, we, you know, Alec Bradley is like a media darling today, right? So it, it, I think they didn't understand what we did. Much like now I see the influencers are having the same problem. And, yes, there were, bad, there were bad media guys when I was doing this who were trick-or-treating, and there were bad influences that have come in the last few years. But there's also a lot of good influences that have come in too. So we shouldn't we, you know, but I don't think they understood what we did. And where I give halfway a lot of credit is when they started covering 150 booths, right? That's all over the place. Now people are saying, well, okay. Because Carefully was doing booth coverage before. I, I didn't do booth coverage until about 2018, right? Because I was a short team. It was just too hard. By 2018, when I started, then people understood, and it became much more, okay, these are the guys who are here every year. We see these guys here every year. We know what they're looking for. Some of them are clearly understand how we work the show every year. So it, it has gotten bad, but but I think they didn't understand why we were there back. Like, why are you guys there? We have cigar aficionado. That was really, you know, that was how it was back then. So um, it's a good question. That was a good question. Then we have another question from Dan. And by the way, I agree with him. Half Wheel did a lot to pave the way for us. We we got to give him credit on that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Absolutely. You can't, yeah, you, you can't. can't you can't. When you cover one hundred fifty booths, you cover one hundred fifty booths the way they do. Yeah. They, ca- they carry. They cover more than that. They, yeah, and look, they have a different <laughs> approach. How we we cover it a little differently than we do because we do a little more. Like they focus a lot on wrapper bind. Of, I don't know it's about product, right? We focus on product, but now we put this whole human interest thing on top of it. Um, 
And Dan has a question. Retailer media, what do you think? This is, oh, an, in- this is an interesting one. Oh, God. Okay. Here's what I'll say. You want to take this one first or you want me? Go ahead. So there's two types. Like, okay. If Cigar Authority is on the trade show floor, I have no problem with that. Now, they, they are a legitimate media outlet that is owned by a retailer, but they operate every in every form. They have good processes. They have the equipment. You know, they, they know how to cover the show. Um, I, I get that. And, and, and they have a meet, they have a true media arm, the same with Cigar Advisor. I think they have a true media arm, even though I know they're both skewed toward their retailer. Um, this is a tough position to ask manufacturers to not cover these guys, right? Because, like, yeah, it's um, – how can I put this? The, um, what, if someone's putting a big order in, right, and they ask you to film a 15-minute video, how do, you, how do you say no to that, right? And you don't want to put a manufacturer in to say no to that, right? So, and like I said, some of these guys do very good work, right? So I think the answer is yes, but I also think they should have to credential themselves as media to do it, which is so I think they should have to. That's why I really think there should be a media credential process, and they should not be getting a retailer badge. They should have to buy the media badge to do that. Um, if they want to do it, that's fine because, and that means oh, if you have the media badge, you can't get in two hours early, like a. Like a, or an, you can't get in like a retailer or a manufacturer. You have to abide by the media rules. That's why I have the like. They have a huge advantage to show floor time that we don't have. That's why I have the problem with it. So if they come in with, as credentialed media, and we don't, you know that the credentialing process we've talked about that needs improvement. Um, but I think yeah. they have to come in as credentialed media to do it. Otherwise, they're getting an unfair advantage uh, on time and everything like that. I agree. I agree because if they're not going to let us in before, yeah. then yeah, you know, and, yeah. and then they get in as yeah, retail, yeah. but then they're also like doing yeah. media. It's like, well, uh, you know, yeah. Um, so like I said, and yeah, it's, Jay's right. It was we were despised. We were the damn bloggers. Scott has gone a long way uh, for really, really. You know, I was disappointed this year they didn't have the list of the media people like last year, but I'm, I didn't beat them up on that because they lost one of their key resources who did that last year. So well, I, yeah, I but yeah, up. but Koopa, keep in mind they did that last year. That person did leave, but then yeah. this year they had their own media guy. So why are they going to promote he us when did. they get their own guy? Right. Well, fair point. But I think there was. I, I'm not sure that that's the case. But yeah, because mm. I'll just say this about their guy. That's what it looks like when he was with TP. Look, Matt, when he was with TPE, and he was covering for tobacco business, Antoine was very, very helpful to me. Okay, we, we, uh, especially when I had to go interview Carl Malone. And his job was to write for tobacco business when he was on the show floor. He took time to help me out with that, right? So I don't think it's the person. I I think you're right. But well, I, I didn't know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's. I didn't say it was Antoine. I meant like yeah. as, as PCA as a whole. It's like they didn't. Take I think the they time just. To... I think they had to get. I think you know that's something we should have given them feedback on too, which we didn't. Saying hey, that media list was so important for us to have that. If that can be brought back next year, I think that's something we could fix, and and I think they would fix it. Sure. So yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. I mean, Jay's here. Yeah. Jay's, Jay's, Jay has to be listening yeah. to this. Yeah, but but Alan, I, I, I can address this Alan point. Oh, most companies don't have a me- they don't under- they don't have a marketing media arm. It's only about ten companies that can do that. And guess what? There are a lot of small companies we do need to cover that they don't have that. 
you know, mm. if you're if you're the kind of guy, you know, and look, there's a, there's one company out there. We know that they go and basically throw stuff on Instagram, hoping that someone in the media will give them not only press information, but give them collateral to use in their marketing materials. And I've not played ball with that with that company. So um, I'm not going to play ball with that because I can't do it. So we've seen that, you know, um, with that. And uh, but, yeah, a lot, like, like Tatuai is a good example of this, right? I don't think they're big enough to have a media on, but guess what? Pete is really – Pete and that team in the last few years have really tried to improve a lot of things with the media, and they've done a great job. And they didn't necessarily have to hire a marketing person. It was just kind of – they had to understand how to, how to work with us. So, I, you know, I give them – Tatuai, I think, has done a great job the last couple of years with the media. If you're complaining about getting Tatuai access, you've got a problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, I mean, how great. I mean, Pete spends the whole time talking to media at this point. Same with Sokka and everything. I so, mean, uh, I texted Pete when Jose's like, guys, I got to go. Uh, I, I got to take Jasper to the hospital. I was yeah. already texting Pete. I was like, some shit happened. Jose had to leave. Are you available to just come on right now and talk about NFT because I got to pivot my show? And he's like, give me and, he had, and Pete had a meeting. And Pete had a meeting. He did. He took the time, and I pre- I no idea how much yeah. I appreciate it. I kept telling him, like, Pete, when you got to go, just go. Just go. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, you whatever, did. Whatever, you, if yeah. you give me 30 seconds, I appreciate yeah. it. And he stayed off yeah. like a while. Yeah. Matt, what's your answer on that media, that question about the retailer media that Dan asked? I, oh, I think sorry. I forgot question. about that. Yeah, I'm curious on your thoughts. That, I gave you my spin on it, but I don't know what you think on that. I think that there's – I think there's, there's some interesting – like this, like you mentioned, Scar Authority. Another one, Cigar Hustler. You know what I mean? They're a retailer. You know, but they also do a pretty prominent, you know, media podcast, which you know is. is but they popular. weren't going. They weren't going. In, yeah, and they weren't really going into booze, though. You know, they no, had they weren't. Little... No, they weren't. Yeah, and I don't think they also, ab- 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 you know, use and abuse that either, because uh, they're also they're also exhibit. So they're a retailer. They do a little bit of media, but then they're a, they're an exhibitor as well. So they kind of have a little bit of going on. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're they're a good example. Of of you know that, um, yeah. I, I there was uh, a, there was a know, few there was a few there was a few retailers, I saw, putting clips online of them in the booths with the microphones interviewing people, and I was kind of like, mm. yeah, but and it's but it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one to do when someone's I, putting I, it in a big. I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I I understand it. Yeah, I don't know how. That's why I think if you make it a little tougher for them to do that. <laughs> all right, all right. You want to do that? That's fine. You have to have. You have to abide by credential media process. I think that will make it. And yeah, you got to. You're not getting that for free. You, by the way, if you want someone to have a media badge, that's not coming out of your allotment. You have to pay for that. Yeah, it should be governed separately. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I it, agree. Def- it should be. Ma- I, that's something I said to the PCA actually after our press, whatever you want to call it, the press thing. I talked to him. I said that's a problem. Um, but you know, again, I remember when Cigar Authority they used to do like two minute videos. And I'm like, that's okay. You know, I'm like. Uh, they they do they do a lot for the industry. Neptune had some good content, I'll say that. Uh, Neptune, but Neptune, that's, they don't have a you know. Are they trying to build a media arm? Um, if they are, they, both the all these people should have media passes. And guess what? I think they should be required to attend that Wednesday morning meeting. I think everyone in the media has to send one representative to that. Shame on you if you're not, and then you're going on a show and you're bitching about it. Shame on you for that, right? I agree. Yeah, that should be. One person has to go to that, and I think they should do it before the floor, even before the show floor opens for media. That would be the one thing I would say, so you're not taking time away. 
You know, but Alan, I think it should be required. And if you can't do that, then yeah, they don't get a media. And you lose your media credentials next year if you don't go. Unless Alan, you have a good reason. Yeah. Alan does make an interesting point here. Online retailers that have quote unquote media is more about improving their SEO to getting consumer buyers to their site. I don't feel they are really there to inform the public or compete with traditional online media. They are more so social media coordinators that than media. And I think I think I think what Alan's trying to say it, is they, they, they are competing. They they are competing though. They they go there with maybe they go there with the intent of like we're just trying to cover our customer base, like, oh, look, look, we're at the trade show and look, look what you know is going on here. But at the same time, it's like, whether you know it or not, if, or you're trying to or not, it becomes competitive. If you're at a, it's competitive because of time. Yeah. So if I am XYZ uh, manufacturer talking to ABC Media, and uh, JKL Media is waiting, right? Because you've been trying to get into this booth all day. And now he's waiting for uh, someone who's not credential media. It, it is competing with us. It's because it's, it's a time thing. I can't, when I have to say afterwards, yeah, I didn't have time to get to these booths afterwards, right? And I'm apologizing for stuff now. Like, and because, because I was, you know, I couldn't get into you. You know, there's, like, there was a couple I just couldn't get into that booth. And I had conversations with all these people, by the way. And they were very understanding about it, too. So, um, but yeah, it's competing. I, it, yeah, Alan's right. Different objective, but that's not what the competition is here. Right. I don't view I don't view Neptune cigars as competition for me in the media standpoint, but I do say they're competing for time on the trade show floor with me. I agree, especially yeah. when you know manufacturers they're in the booth for the three days. Well, it's three days now, but you know, and media is just in and out, in and out, in and out, and they do a lot of it, and it's like. I know yeah. that they already feel like it's too much, and you know, in to some respects, I I think there there is a lot of people, um, but you know, it doesn't help when you have people who are doing media work, but it's not. It's for their own. It's just for their own benefit of like their retail arm, but they're taking up media time versus people who are actually trying to do the real publicity part of yeah. it in, in general that yeah when it's at the when it when when you have I mean, it's gonna get worse next year with, with, with it being three days so that, that that's why i do think there is a competitive asset but do i lose sleep about neptune's videos versus coop videos no i don't even i don't even blink an eye on that yeah and they may get more hits but it's a different audience that's being targeted um i just yeah it's not it's not i don't lose sleep with that i lose sleep like i said when I can't get into a booth because someone just wrote a big order with you guys. And, uh, and I'm not saying it was Neptune. You know, there's other ones out there. They wrote a big order, and now they're asking you to do a video. And I'm trying to get to you guys all day. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem. So, um, for sure, that's a problem. Um, sorry, I was going to say something, but then I got distracted by the comments here. It's crazy how my mind wanders like that. Um just had something that I was going to say. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. I think it had something to do with... Uh, I lost it. Oh, well. Maybe it'll come back to me. But, you know, it's funny. This is always a topic of, like, people love media versus the PCA. They love this, right? And it generates yeah. all this... When you people, like I hear that people say, like, I don't pay attention to the PC. Like, uh, our numbers tell us otherwise with this. People cannot get enough of this drama. It's the most, it's the, it's our version of General Hospital in the soap opera. 
a soap opera. This trade show. It, it kind of is. is. It really is. Like, uh, who says what? Who's, like, talking behind someone's back? And who's plotting here? And who's, like, accusing here? You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like watching Dallas in the 80s again. Like, you know, it's like, it's, people cannot get enough of it. And we talk about it because, like, because people love it, you know, and we don't ever solve the problems on here, but we get to talk, you know, points of view here. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with a manufacturer who listens to the show and said to me one time, oh, yeah, you know, like, you guys talk a lot about PCA and stuff, but, like, how does it, you know, relate to the consumer, you know, because a lot of consumers are listening to this and they hear about certain topics you guys talk about, but, like, you know, a lot of them probably feel like they can't really connect to it because it's a lot more industry driven and if you're not in the industry it's kind of irrelevant to you and i think there's some truth to that and i think we try i think we try to put it in a spin of how maybe it affects a, a consumer but yeah. at the same time but at the same time i think a lot of the consumers who watch the show and do listen to it i think coop's right i think a lot of them like to hear the the stories and like the kind of like the it's behind a little inside curtain. yeah i mean i think they like that but there are there are tangible things that that you know some of these issues have tangible consequences going forward. True. Um, some of the things we talked about that will have effect. Like, like, look, we. So I just did my wrap up of the show. We did ninety booths. We did ninety booths reports. We shot seventy four videos. Also, but that's because we did multiple videos at some booths, right? We ain't doing that next year because no. they cut. Guess what? They cut a day of the trade show. So guess what? End consumer, you're probably going to see less companies next year. There's no way I can make that number next year, and it's it's unfortunate, right? You want to know why I couldn't get to a certain booth? I mean, and, and there's problems that we have sometimes with that. So it does have. And look, I still think there's because there's an interest. Like people watch these videos and read these articles every year because they are interested in the products and stuff that we we cover. They like the drama, but I think there are some tangible things you can look at. Um, now. Media getting on the trade show floor at like ten versus nine o'clock may not sound like it's sexy for a um, <laughs> like a consumer, but guess what? If we can get a couple more booths in now, now suddenly that does affect you when you do that. And guess what? You're gonna learn about more products like that you may not get a chance to learn about until maybe your rep comes by or something like that, or someone else covers it. So I'm just saying, it it, it you may not think it does, um, it, it does, and. Uh, you know, and when, like I said, when, when Nova gives a story to the PCA, I just told you I made a decision. I had to prior, I had to deprioritize them. It was tough, um, and I didn't want. I love Leo. I think they're a great company. I don't Me think they're anything malicious. Or, I don't think they're anything malicious, but I had to balance that off at this point and say, well, we can't spend time here, and unless we have time, we'll go there. But we had to deprioritize some stuff, so um, it does. So it does affect it. It's just you may not see it directly. Yeah, but it, I, this is a good. I got this comment by Danny. I don't think the trade show is a place to learn about the blenders and the legacies, though, um, because I think we have other platforms to do that. I think that is an important part of that. I, hopefully, our podcasts have done that over the years. Um, now, hearing juicy scenes, uh, news helps us connect to the products at a deeper level. That part I agree with. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, that part I agree with hundred percent. And and guess what? When you see like. Um, like and I again I gotta just toot our horn with, with the Pete Johnson interview. Because there's so much that Pete's been doing for this industry that I don't think comes out except at the trade show. Right? Like like when you when you when we sat down we did we did thirty three minutes with Pete, right? Very long time, right? 
But I'm just telling you, there's things that when you hear Pete talk about certain things, you may not get that on a podcast because he's on the trade show and he, he was giving you know good examples like with the CRA meeting and stuff like that that happened. So there is some of that juicy stuff does help us get to understand that piece indirectly uh, where it was a little drama with some of that, but it helped us understand that. And, and you get Pete in a scenario like that, which uh, is great. Soccer is going to soccer is going to be soccer no matter where he is. Right. So, um, oh, yeah, soccer, but, but I mean, yeah, it's every year. It's always our longest interview at the show, but it also That's, does the highest numbers. Yeah, it also, but but this is why I got gave is a bear, right? And this is bear, bear, like we took a challenge from Steve a couple of years ago. Steve did not want the same questions asked at every interview. Freaking bear took that as a personal challenge to like ask different questions, and you know, go watch the video is all I say. And then tell me if he asked the same cookie cutter. That's why I came up with the no cookie cutter thing, right? He went and at, we and we took that challenge very seriously from Steve, and we did that with everybody, by the way. So, um, you'll never hear an interview with us say, "How's the trade show going?" You'll never hear that question. I only had one person tell me once it was sucked, and he's not in the business anymore. So, well, if yeah, we could really yeah. go down. We could really go down that rabbit yeah. hole, but I won't. But <laughs> well, when, well, when we get, when we like, for example, like with the legacies and stories, which I think is an extremely important piece to do, right? That's where I think our podcast is a better platform, and, and any, anyone's podcast is a better platform. Like you, like, especially when we interviewed, like uh, for example, Carlito Fuente, the the, the four hour interview I did with him, like which. Thank you, Carlito, for taking that time. Uh, we just did this with um, an accessories guy, Michael Giordano. Like, when yep. you hear this guy's story of how he started out in his parents' living room and stuff like that, like, wow. It's like, and, and you know, a 15-minute, even a 30-minute trade show is not going to give you those types of stories. So so I think there are platforms for that, and it's extremely important because that, like, that's why I think people connect with this industry so much. So I agree. The trade show may not be the best place to do it, is what I say sometimes. So I think Danny's right about the whole um, juicy stuff. Kind of gives us another, gives us a little other side of the show we may not see. I think that at the I, end of the you day. You blaze over when you hear Blender. Oh, I'm not even going there. Next question. That question next. I wasn't going to address it. I was just. Uh, I did. That's the same on my hand. The comments next. pop up. I mean, I, I don't read them all. Next. Next. Um, say that. Say that. Yeah. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, there is a lot of good that comes out of it and trade show in terms of the content. And, you know, the reason why I know that is because I look at the numbers, you know, people, people read it, people watch it. You know, that's why we do it. So, yeah, you know, it's good. It's going to exactly everything's connected to a number. And, you know, next year, this is where I'm seeing the challenge with the half day going. How do you skip that boost with a company that's supported you, right, through thick and thin, right? But they don't have new products, so it's not going to make for a sexy show. How, we can't do that, right? It's true. So something's, like I said, something's going to give is what I'm telling people. And that's what's going to be the fallout. And, look, you and I have said it. They needed to get rid of that half day. But it's something you want because again, it, but it has to change. We can't do what we're doing the same. We can't squeeze blood from a stone. You so. can't. You can't. And the only, the only, I think the only people that the half day really affects is us. It does. Because I mean, and I feel for the ma and the manufacturers sitting around in a booth, right? It's horrible, right? It's a, it's a, yeah. We we need it, but um, it it. it I, 
I actually, I would, what I would have done if this was me. I saw a lot of manufacturers sitting around in the booth this year on their phone doing nothing. <laughs> Playing games. <laughs> but I don't know why they don't do what TPE does, right? <laughs> have the first day be the half day. And I think it's because of the breakdown of the show, I would guess, right? But to me, that would make more sense, right? Do the half day. It's still three and a half days, but switch it. I would have tried that first before getting rid of the extra half day. Um, I think that would have worked better, to, in my opinion. Um, and then you could do the opening seminars in the morning before the show opens. But because I think, I, you know, I think in that case, I think people would. I don't think the whole. I don't think people would skip a whole full day. Is what I'm saying. So that's I don't true. know. I think that's what I would have tried it one year before punting on it. Oh, punted on. Yeah. I think it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, TPE like TPE does what they do, and that, that's fine. Um, but it's a di very different show. I'd be curious to see how the next couple of shows. Because I don't think it's gonna be one year, but I think it'll take a couple of years, and just see like how that half day not being there really rolls out. Because I think a lot of people will be happy that it's still not there. But I think there's, I think like outside of media, I think there's still some people. Who might feel like, oh, well, you know, I can't come for, you know, all three days. I can only come for, I I think, because I know there's retailers I talk to who are like, I like coming in to town on like Sunday night and going there Monday and then finishing out Tuesday and go back home. Because, you know, Saturday and Sunday are just too busy. And I like to go at the last like day and a half because it's yeah. a little quieter and I can make all my orders really quick and go home. I also don't have to be. You know, out of town. Some, I mean, regardless, I mean, like, look, they yeah. moved the trade show because people didn't want to be going in the busy season. And I think there's some truth to that. But I think I think that regardless of when the show is, I think there's still people who like to fly in and fly out. And they don't need to spend the whole time there. And I think there's people who like the second half of the show because it's a little bit slower and quieter. And it's easier for them to I get in the last two days, bum, 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 and I go back home. And I don't wander around the first two days, like, only getting to half the people because, yeah. you know, we go to booths that are packed and they're busy. I don't know. We'll see. Put yourself in the retailer position for a second here, right? There's another, there's another reason why they do that, right? They can't afford to be at the trade show three and a half days, which is part of the problem. But I think you need the flexibility to have three and a half well, days yeah, to I mean, accommodate that's, all that. That's part of what I was like, saying, too. Like, like, yeah. If, you, if, you, if, if you're a retailer and you're walking around the trade show floor visiting booths and you ain't putting orders in, let me tell you, it's like that is like the cardinal sin, right? And I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten – messages from manufacturers saying what's up with this retailer why is he not putting orders in it like i said you gotta ask that retailer but that's what happens and it's 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 not a trade show it, most booths are not like here to accommodate you guys to sit and have a cigar right certain retailers can get away with that right but that is not like you know that is not like it's 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 taboo you can't do that right but to your point you may see some people who need the sunday saturday sunday thing versus the monday tuesday thing you know so I could see having that flexibility uh, why you need to have the because but very few retailers can afford three and a half days at the trade show. Because I know I know retailers who specifically right. come in like Sunday and then they fly home Tuesday night. I know guys who come in for one day, right? I know one retailer who actually puts all his orders in 
And guess what? He's put all his orders in. So once he put his orders in, he can go back to those booths anytime, right? So, you know, he gets his orders done. He gets them done. And then, yeah, if he wants to go back and hang out at the booth, they're not going to beat him up because he just put a nice, you know, $100,000 order in. Like, you know, so I know people who've done that as well. So that you can get. But, but I can tell you that there's like one there's one or two retailers that I know, like, and they think they go into the trade show and they think it's like for them to hang out with the man. You, no, you, you, it's. You can't, and they're not writing any checks and they're not putting any orders in. Like it's it's and it's noticed. Like, this is a very petty industry. I, I've said it. I, this is the most petty industry. Like, and when a retailer doesn't put an order in a booth, right, or a manuf- or media guy doesn't cover a booth, right, it, it's like the pettiness all comes out, right? Because <laughs> it's a yeah, you know, it's that type of industry. Uh, Even Jay Davis you know. right here. I'm busy meeting with manufacturers all three and a half days. The half day being cut will hurt me. Um, yeah, like I said, I if I was PCA, I would have before cutting it. I would have tried the half day at the beginning, and then if it still was dud, then you cut it. Then you try. I just think that one option should have been explored with it because I think it could have worked. I think so too. Yeah, I mean that's what I think. So I don't know if, if I don't think it could be done now until twenty twenty six. Unfortunately, so. I think so. I, like I said, I think it's gonna take a couple of shows to like shake out. Yeah. Yeah. And then see, like, oh, could we have really used that half day, though? Mm, yeah. You know, the, the, maybe. You know, there, there are all these booze who tell me they make money the last half. Like, we we write orders till the trade show closes. We just lost that. You lost a half day of writing orders. Like, and you're telling me you're busy. Well, if that's affecting your bottom line, then I think you need to go back to the PC and say, look, we used to write all these orders, and now it's. Uh, and by the way, and I don't, I'm, I'm not going to ask Jay, to, I'm not going to ask anyone to answer this question, but were the rates adjusted now for a booze? Like, like, um, are our dues going to be adjusted to now have a uh, a less of a half day? You know, I, I doubt it, right? Um, if anything, they'll go up. You know, I, I made I made my prediction. PCA's got to raise the dues, right? So, but if you're if you're buying a booth for for three and a half days versus three days, right? Is it going to be a savings now? You, I don't think that's going to happen. So, I think this, these costing issues are going to be something they're going to have to look at. Could have been interesting. We have to change topics here. We just have an interesting question. I'd be curious to get your take on this. If you if you can answer this, I know you don't drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, what drink do you guys pair with Cameroon wrappers? I had the Don Carlos Robusto with a Good Colonel question. Taylor at the lounge tonight, and I feel like I should have gone with something else. Well, that Don Carlos that's got a lot of flavor to it. That's a that's a mouthful, I can tell you. Um, yeah, a bourbon is good. Usually, with with a with a fuller cigar, I like a bourbon because a bourbon can f- kind of fill in that that mouthfeel. I mean, if I went with something on the milder side, sometimes the bourbon can like overpower that. Um, having said that, I think it depends on the bourbon. Uh, Colonel Taylor, if it's the small batch, uh, that has a lot of sweet undertones to it, but it's also like a a fuller bodied flavor. Um, I think it pairs well with that. If no, if 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 that really didn't work out for you, <sighs> I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I haven't really been drinking bourbon lately. Uh, my mind's not as crisp with it. Coop, do you even do you drink any whiskey at all? Yeah, I have a whiskey collection. Um, I don't do a lot of pairing. I'll be honest with you. Um, but I do sometimes. Now, I I would a Cameroon, and I love a black coffee with Cameroon. Because an unsweetened black coffee, no cream. To go the other I way, just yeah. find that the, I find that bitter component doesn't doesn't offset what I'm doing with the camera, the sweetness I'm getting from the camera. 
So I kind of go that way. Um, you can have you can have a straight vodka if that's your thing. I know it's not everyone's thing. Uh, that's not bad either. But but yeah, the black coffee I find really balances that nice. Matt, I'm just gonna trip the switch here because I just lost my timer went off. So give me a second. I gotta just go. Yeah, go ahead. Power. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. Because I talk. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, that's what I would do with it. However, I mean, if I don't know, I, did you? What was it? What was it that made you feel like uh, you should have gone with something else? I mean, you could go on the lighter side. You know, you could go with. I mean, if if I mean, Coop mentioned the coffee, but I mean, if you're trying to stick with alcohol, um, if you go on the lighter, side, I mean, maybe rum. I would say maybe I would pair like a nice rum with that, you know, because um, that's kind of my other go-to. If I'm not in a whiskey mood, I'd go maybe maybe try a rum, much sweeter, probably not as high in proof. Cause some bourbons, especially nowadays, bourbons, it's hot. It's hot. A lot of them are hot these days. Uh, I saw someone mention here Woodford Double Oaked. Um, I'm not a fan of the Double Oaked, but I would say based on, I know how it tastes I would say that one probably would perform well with the Don Carlos in my opinion um, I just feel like the the two kind of go together um, but my alternative if you want to try something really different I don't know if you drink a lot of rums I would maybe go for a, a good rum um, not like Captain Morgan like you know like a Bugal or uh, Zacapa 23 um, something like that I would I would try it. That's kind of for me. And then we also we still have um oh and Jay Davis. High end cognac or Madeira goes well with Cameroon. There you go. That's a good one. Thanks, Jay. Um I'm also kinda of going back and looking at uh Cognac it does go good. Say that again? It's cognac does go good with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. My, my it was funny, my circuit breaker. Well, tell me tripped, so I had to go. I had to go reset it. Yeah, know? no worries. That's why I had no power. I, I noticed the power thing was down to nothing. Like, what's going on? Here? Okay. So I'm gonna circle back a little bit. Jay responded to what you said. Booth spaces are like parking in New York City. You pay for the first hour; the rest is basically free. That's Jay's response to that question. I kind of understand that. Okay, that is makes that, sense. Yeah. I, I see that. I can kind of see that. Yeah, and I think you have to. I, I get that. But do you adjust the first hour? Or do you prorate it? That's the answer I'm getting. Is not it's not being prorated, which I'm not criticizing it, but yeah, Zacapa is when it comes to rum, Zacapa is one of my favorites. Uh, I've been known to drink that a lot of times. Um, it's 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 one that I I really enjoy. Um, if I'm if I'm at a lounge, I'm at a bar, and I'm in a rum mood, it's it's one of my first asks, and more and more bars are carrying it now. Um, which is nice because I like it. But um, if they don't have it, I'll go somewhere else. But that's, that's usually one of the first ones I'll ask for, and then I kind of go down the line from there. But yeah, Zacapa Twenty Three is a, it's a great pour. It's really, it's really, really good. It's really smooth, sweet. Um, if that's if that's your thing, uh, I would I would definitely go for that. Um, sorry, I was gonna go back. Uh, yeah, Alan had said I I had a retail that flies in one night. Goes to the show for one day, places a bunch of orders, and leaves that night. He's on the floor for eight hours only and spends at least a hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, and to his point, that's true. I, I, th there's a few people who do that, uh, and like, but like Coop, like Coop, you were saying before, you know, um, or actually, no, maybe this isn't what you're saying, but I know people who kind of do a lot of their, their legwork before they get to the show, and then they just yeah, they have, have to the show orders, up, they, they meet hand up, in the order form. 
and they just kind of do light work. They shake hands and then they leave, which yeah. I think is what a lot of people do. And, you know, a lot of big manufacturers have now gone the route of, and this is kind of another debate topic we could get into, but there's, there's a lot of like big manufacturers who offer a lot of their deals and specials before the show happens. And then you get to the trade show and a lot of those orders have already been placed. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of go with that. You could argue like, well, you know, it takes away from the show, but then at the same time, it's like, well, you get all your big stuff out of the way and then you get time to do a lot of other manufacturers because you don't have to spend three hours at like Davidoff. Not that they don't go anymore, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, instead of spending that three hours, like you already placed your order there. Now you can spend the three hours with like six other booths that are much smaller. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a case-by-case basis, and I think it also a lot of it comes down to large retailers and small retailers. You know, Jay is a small retailer, you know. Um, Jay also really likes to network with people and really likes to get – he's not one of those people who walks in and is like, tell me about, well, this is a uh, – yeah, fuck it. Just send me like 20 boxes, you know. No, you know, Jay will take the time, and I and this, especially on the smaller retailer side, you're a little bit more cautious with what they buy and what they bring in, which I, is totally understandable. Um yeah, they like to take the time. So I'm not surprised that Jay would say that, hey, you know, that half day, that actually hurts me a little bit. Someone like I, I think the, Garofalo yeah. or like Jeff Warshowitz, I don't think it really bothers them that much because they're operating at such a higher level. I don't think they need that half day. Uh, I think BCA is going to get hit with this one harder. Because I, yeah. I saw a lot of activity there day, uh, day three. I can't say day four I wasn't there, but – um, you know, it's just going to be – because those are booths, I think, where you want to go introduce yourself. And you, a lot of those guys told me that they didn't get orders, but, you know, it, it started the ball rolling with a relationship. Um, you know, so I think, you know, maybe they weren't planning on putting an order in, but it could lead to something down the road. Yeah. So uh... – Well, anyway, I'm looking at the time. We went way uh, late. We're really late, and uh, my fatigue starting to oh, set in. Phillies won again, by the way. Just uh, a footnote. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Oh, they're they're uh, yeah. Bad. We played the two worst managers in baseball this week, so you know when that happens, uh, we we better win games. So. And the Yankees lost again. What a surprise! <laughs> the Yankees are 19 games out of first place, five games under 500, um, and. Uh, you know, now you're looking at the wild card, Matt, with the Yankees. They are 10 games out of the wild card. Um, I think I'm getting close to putting the done label on them. You're getting yeah, close? Yeah. You're getting close? Coop, I've you seen, you, you I've should seen, have been done last week. Usually, Labor Day, I give you a chance to get to eight games before Labor Day. Um, but the problem is this year, I probably am going to put the done is. Tech, like Texas is in free fall right now, uh, but this, this, yeah, it's 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 disastrous. Um, it's embarrassing. These are the Yankees. I mean, uh, but uh, you know, but we we beat the. I actually, you know, as much as I beat on Kapler, I think Oliver Marmol is the worst manager in baseball, and uh, I don't know how he won as many games as he did last year, but he's awful. The Cardinals. The Cardinals situation is so much worse than the Yankees situation. It's not funny. The, 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 the Cardinals are tw- uh, 12 games out of the wild card with a 431 winning percentage. These are Cardinals. Like, the Cardinals are the most, you know, they have such a history in the NL. 
The Cardinals. This is disgraceful. <laughs> That's what I was to say. So, this is what's interesting. Yep. Um, actually, let me... I'm gonna. We're gonna do a little bit of baseball talk. I mean, if you have the time, we'll do a little bit. Yeah, of then we'll wrap. Let's wrap it up after that, though, please. Yeah, because um, I brought it up, so I'm not gonna stop you. Um, and I'll, I'll make it brief. It, it's really one thing I want to say. Um, but to answer Charles, uh, if you're talking about the Garofalo branded cigar, yeah, it's pretty good. The it's two of them, the Garofalo and the Familiar, both really good. Yeah. Those yeah. are Perdomos. Those are great Perdomo blends he's got. Yeah. I was just going to say, they're Perdomos. I mean, he, great Perdomos. Great cigars. Yeah. I love them both. Um, e- Look, even Allen said the Yankees are done. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's bad when even Allen's like out in the open being like, the Yankees are done. <laughs> that's how you know it's, that's how you know the Yankees should be embarrassed when Allen Rubin's not like nowhere to be found on the Yankees. Discussion when he's like, yeah. No, he has. I'm gonna give him credit. <laughs> um, he has not. He has not hidden from the Yankees this year. He is not. Uh, there's things I'll I'll get on Allen about. That is not one of him. He has been. He has been very. I, I think he this. I think he should have listened to me last year on my advice. I said when this, but or you know, I had an opinion that the Yankees should have cleaned house last year. But okay, he hasn't hidden. I have no problem with that. He is not hidden. And it's funny because then he he follows up and he says, "Don't laugh, Coop. <laughs> we won't laugh. It's funny. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad that the Yankees aren't competing. It's embarrassing. These are the Yankees. Pride tradition. Where's pride and tradition? You know, that's uh, it, it's 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 an embarrassment. And what you're charging for tickets up there and, and oh, it's to put that garbage on the field is is emba- Last place. Come on." That's Honestly, not, if, if the if the Red Sox go on like a good ten game winning streak, the Red Sox are only three and a half games out though. From the wild and card, te- and if Texas completes will fall apart, then um, it's interesting. I wouldn't that, say they're that, out. Yeah. I don't think they're out yet. I think they if they if they if they finish the season really strong, they could have a shot. If the Yankees win ten in a row, right? Which I'm not saying is going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, there's gonna be. I tell you what, they'll be in a discussion at that point. But they'd have to. They'd have to do something Herculean at this point to make it happen. Now, what I was gonna say about baseball, I think that it's time to move on from Brian Cashman. I mean, he's had the reins for a long time, and I. They should have did it last year. Yeah, but they should have did it last year. They had a chance. They gave him four years, Matt. I know, but I think that there's a truth to complacency. And, you know, I think it's time to get someone new. I hear a lot of people talking about Derek Jeter. I don't know if I actually see him being the GM of the Yankees, though. No, he would be a pre- he, they'd probably put him in a president role, and they'd have a guy under him, yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to do something. Like, Well, the problem is this with Cashman. I mean, the, I think Boone, had gets, I think Boone gets fired. Season's over. I think Boone's fine. There are people that he's coming back, which is, you know, he should. Last year, Boone should have been. It was hard to fire Boone. I get it, right? But you gave Cashman four years, like so. I don't know how people didn't see this coming last year, but what they did is the Yankees have a very fragile base, right? Too injury prone, right? You can't win with that. It, it catches up with you at some point, right? Uh, and then you hear the Yankee excuses with injury. Well. You have a fragile base. You should have adjusted that. Cashman 
made no moves. He he, he rewarded all these guys. Like uh, you know, I'm not talking um, I'm not talking about Judge, right? But you know, these other guys. I'm like, come on, these guys. Should, there should have been guys that moved. There should have been major moves made because you were nowhere near the Houston Astros last. You were uncompetitive against the Houston Astros. So, you know, maybe you make Brian Cashman like president of the team, but you take baseball operations away from him. I don't know. I mean, that's maybe an option. Um, I will say there's a you know the you know Ken Williams is out there from the White Sox. Uh, very experienced guy. He may need a change of pace. I don't think they'll go with Ken Williams. I think they'll do something like you said. I think it would be you bring Jeter in. It's like a PR. It's like a PR machine, right? Wow, Derek Jeter's back. He's running the Yankees, right? And then hopefully Derek Jeter finds the right guy to be the GM. And, you know, it's suddenly a new coat of paint. You let the new GM then pick the manager. Like, that, that's an ideal scenario. It'd be a, it's a PR, the best thing happened PR-wise to the Yankees. If they did that. I agree. I'm not saying it's the best option, yeah. I think PR-wise, it, 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 it's, it, it's a big deal. Now, here's another one. My last point, but I got to fire it out of cannon here. Jerry Reinsdorf needs to sell the White Sox and the Bulls if those two teams are going to win a championship again. I don't believe that. Really? You need to stop. You need to. When you, you need to, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Um, what What has he done as an owner that's failed those teams? Is would be my question. Um, he he made the movie. He, Ken Williams should have been gone after last year and after the Tony Larusa debacle. <laughs> debacle. Um, the Bulls. Yeah. I mean, they, they haven't done shit since Jordan left. They've been, they, they've been like nobody. Yeah, I don't, who's who's jamming the Bulls right now? It's not Paxson. It's someone else now. Um, you bought him Billy Donovan, who was supposed to be the, the savior. Like, Billy the Kid. Um, that team, yeah. Let me look. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe. Maybe. Mark Eversley. Here's what I'll just... Yeah, but here's what I'll say about that, right? And I see where you're going with that because both teams haven't won in decades, right? Multiple decades. It doesn't always work out. Look at the Mets. Yeah, I know. It's true. <laughs> it, it, so it's all about who you bring in. Like, you know, I think the best I, the best sale of a team that I ever saw in my lifetime was when uh, Donald Carter sold the Mavericks to Mark Cuban. That was the best thing to happen to that franchise. And Mark Cuban has, if anything, he's been, he's not a, a radical owner. He's a very stable owner. He's got good basketball people, and he's won a championship. Um, I think they took a step back this year, but that, you know, sometimes an ownership change, it's you got to get a guy who's a visionary, uh, and you got to just. So first thing, if you're an owner, take this, take this analytics stuff, take a garbage can and every piece of analytics and put it, burn it. It doesn't work. You don't win with analytics anymore, like like you used to. You can't build dynasties with analytics anymore. Like, get burned this stuff. And that's the for these owners just have to get off this analytics crap in all the sports. The Phillies learned that lesson with Kapler, believe me. Take what I said about Kapler out of there. They learned that lesson that they could not be totally analytics-driven, and they took a step back. They still have some analytics in their organization, but they took a step back after that. And look at what's happened. We got a World Series run last year. So here's an interesting comment. This is kind of what I'm. This is what I was gonna 
rebuttal back to you. Danny said, Danny "Sometimes some good stuff tonight, man. I got to say this. Yeah, I agree with this. Yeah. Sometimes did a did a great piece on Reinsdorf this month calling out the in, the inaction yeah. of Reinsdorf, essentially saying that he had failed by leaving the shop unattended. And I think that's I agree. where I I'm going with it. I think that's a valid point. Yeah. I think that's why, again, I think I think Hal, Hal Steinbrenner is guilty of that, too. Yeah, he's not He's not his father. He's not his father would have cleared house. He would have had Brian Sabian running this team last year. If Sabian his father was in, around four years ago, that place would have been wiped out. Oh, after, yeah. Giancarlo Stanton would have been traded, gone. Oh, but Giancarlo Dump him. Stanton would be, we're, 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 <laughs> he would have went, you know, I loved when George was in New York, when George, you get the, the, you always heard this thing. Expect to hear George erupt any minute. Like you just waited for it to happen, right? And uh, uh, he would have, he would not have given Cashman four years. And, and by the way, if he gave Cashman four years, he would have gone already. He would have cleared house. He would have had two or three managers in already by this point. Uh, <laughs> I remember the year the Yankees decided they were going to bring in speed, so they bring in guys like. Uh, I think that's when they brought in Ken Griffey and Dave Collins, uh, Dave Collins, and it was a disaster. It was a disaster, right? And uh, Steinbrenner cleared out. The, he fired the GM. He he fired the guy who won the world, uh, got him to the World Series the year before. Uh, and then he fired Stick Michael. It was it was it was uh, just two firings in a year. Steinbrenner would never put up with this garbage. He's rolling over in his grave right now in this stuff. Alan made a good point here, actually. you got to give it to him. He makes a good point. Red Sox built their championships with analytics. They did. 2004. They, no, two, Matt, 2004 was analytics? They, they... They... They win with... That was analytics. No, no, well, not 2004. But they had started to use Billy Bean's model, but with the bigger checkbook that Billy Bean didn't have. I will say, 2004... You could say 2018. I don't even think 2018. No, but maybe 07, 13. What, think, what, what's happened now? But look what's happened now. It doesn't, it doesn't, you can't, like, my comment was you can't build a dynasty with that. That was my comment. That wasn't a dynasty. It was three, they got caught lightning in a ball a few times. You can't build a dynasty with analytics. It doesn't work. I'll, 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 I probably got a thousand comments now coming from Alan on this. What was I going to, uh, I would Old say school, in, in 2004, 2004, I think, it, like, Theo came in and, like, made some moves. But you have to remember, the, the base of the, two, the 2004 Red Sox team, a lot of those guys who were on that roster when they won that first World Series, right? that was built by Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette yeah. brought in Manny Ramirez, Pedro. Right. Um, he, 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 he brought those guys in. And then Theo okay. took over and had a lot of those guys. And, yeah, he made the trade for Nomar at the deadline. And, you know, he brought in Schilling, um, which, looking back, yeah, I mean, that that worked. Um, long term, no, but they got the job done in 04. But um, so I think Theo gets a little bit of credit. But I think Dan Duquette des deserves more credit for the 2004 team um, than Theo. Yeah. Because he, he, he was the one building the yeah. foundation. Right. Now, I go to 2018. Who was the GM for 2018? Dave Dombrowski. He's not a Dan. He's, he, he, has, no. he embraces some – that's what I'm saying. He, that was not built with analytics with that. Is what I'm saying. He embraces some analytics philosophy. That's why they brought him into the Phillies. 
because he was kind of this hybrid guy where, you know, I think the Yankees have been totally ruled by analytics. I think Cashman's bought into it, like, big time. And that's when his failure has been, when he bought, when he started buying into this stuff. Um, because, you know, at some point he was, you know, he was handed that team, don't forget, from Bob Watson and Stick Michael when he won those early ones. That was all Bob Watson and Stick Michaels building that team over the years. Yeah, they got all, they got all those players in there. Sorry, I'm just reading the comments. No, no, I agree. Yeah. By the way, Mavs did a lot with analytics as well. In 2011? When they won. I, that's just, let me just read the comments. That's why, that would be my I question back. We, it, it, I can't say 2011 it was an analytics-driven team. Uh, you want to say last year was analytics-driven? I totally buy it, maybe. Yeah. Like, what dynasty, what team has built a dynasty with analytics? There's not a lot I can name. Um, like, the Patriots didn't build it with analytics. They were the last dynasty. And the Warriors didn't build it with analytics, I don't think. Right? They, those are the two dynasties that come to mind in sports for me. I think the you Patriots haven't had a baseball dynasty. stand very alone. <laughs> They're a very unique right. situation. I, but, but the, yeah. Yeah. But the Warriors, the Warriors, I think, are the other dynasty that I've seen in the last 15 years in basketball. And they really didn't uh, work with I don't think they were going to. Now, I do agree the Mavericks had had analytics the last few years a lot more, but, but they haven't gotten further with it. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. I, I haven't seen that team go and win, win multiple championships. Uh, and that's why, I'm, you know, what about the Astros? Are they an analytics team? Would you say? I, I, that's a tough one. That is a tough yeah, one. Yeah. That could be the closest one, and I think where it's worked, we could say it worked. Um, that's you know, that's the closest I would say to an analytics situation that I've seen being very successful. Anyway, look, it's getting late. I want to wrap yeah. up the show. We're going over. Three yeah, we're worried. Like, it's, it's, it's almost one in the morning. Four hours. Yeah, I'm tired. Yep, I'm tired too. All right. Thanks to everyone hung in there. Thanks for all the uh, comments and everyone participating. Yeah, me. T- I, I appreciate it. Same, same, same goes for me. Coop, I appreciate you hanging in there too. Um, yep. It's been it's been a good night. But uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap the show here. It's just it's 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 late. Um, so thank you guys for listening, following along. Don't forget to visit smokingtobacco.com for more news, reviews, and updates from the cigar industry. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you can get your podcast. Download our episodes, listen to them. Make sure you subscribe. Apple. Google, Spotify, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you on Wednesday night. Take care, guys. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.